This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that still has some life in it, just like Chelsea, it seems. The reports of Chelsea's death appear to be greatly exaggerated. A scrappy 1-0 win last weekend against Palace stopped the rot and a creditable 0-0 draw against Liverpool this. It was by no means perfect, but Potter pretty much picked the right side, no mean feat when he has so many players out, and put them in the same 4-2-3-1 formation as last week. And lo, we looked much better going forward, with Gallagher, Ziyech and Havertz linking well. Still can't put the ball in the net, mind, but it was an improvement. And an even bigger one when Mudrik made his debut, and he really looks a player. The back four, marshalled by the imperious and ageless Thiago Silva, also works better with some balance and pace. The main beneficiary of Silva's tutelage has been Badiashil, who has made two very impressive starts to his Chelsea career. Other than still not being able to score, the other elephant in the room is the poor form of Mason Mount, who cut a hapless figure as he was substituted in the second half. He's been Chelsea's standard bearer for the last three seasons, and he's perhaps beginning to feel the weight of that burden and in need of a break. Nevertheless... Whether Liverpool are shit or not at the moment is moot. History tells you that it is a hard place to get a win and there have been many draws with far better Chelsea teams than this one. Well done Chelsea and well done Potter. There appear to be vital signs that there is life in the old dog yet and the green shoots are visible. The band Rush summed up our predicament very well in their track off the Moving Pictures album entitled, funnily enough, Vital Signs. Everybody got mixed feelings about the function and the form. Everybody got to deviate from the norm. Maybe it's time for us all to deviate and elevate from the norm. And the title of the show tonight should be none other than Vital Signs. Chelsea Fancast 957. There you go. Good evening, Mr. Kid. You're on mute, old bean. Lovely to be on the show. 
uh, I didn't want to um, uh, alienate anybody listening with my scoffing, with my eating a bit of chicken and being audible to them. So I muted. It's very kind um, of you. Uh, yeah, I know. I was just being, I was trying to be professional in a, yeah, in a people, show. People moan about known. me eating me cashew nuts. Most shows they do. They write in and complain, mate. You know, to be fair though, a cashew, cashew nut is slightly more um, audible than uh, a little bit of rice and salad. Mm. But uh, I didn't come on this show to have a culinary discussion. I came you on. You can if you want. I came on you. So sorry, what did I mean there? I came onto the show uh, to uh, to talk about Sunday's game and um, how I am personally shifting my view, uh, as I think we all are, mm. um, towards um, uh, a slightly more hopeful um, um, perspective on uh, our under pressure manager, who is slightly less under pressure. Which is which we'll be we'll be talking about in this show, and I think Vital Signs is a very good title, Chidge. Though uh, I haven't got my heart monitor on, but I think I'm jogging along at a quite decent rate. Like the uh, whereas the team, I think, are uh, yeah, I'm beginning to show some uh, some possible improvement. I'm still quite haven't worked out what the plan is, but it's getting yeah, better. Maybe um, we have a guest, of course. Who is it this week? Jake? Of course, we do. It's somebody who was on recently, who was in fine form recently. He is ubiquitous, so isn't he? He's ubiquitous. Is he, is he on other podcasts? Is that what you mean? He's on ours regularly at the moment. Oh, you see what you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant he was on, on other podcasts. Oh, constantly was everybody. He is everywhere. Yes, um, it is, of course, the uh, the excellent Dan Silver. Good evening, good evening. Good to be back. Good to see you again, old Bean. It's lovely to see you two weeks in a row. Um, this is, of course, your scheduled uh, scheduled uh, time. So there we go. Yeah. So, uh, but lovely to see you again. Of course, we're all on the same boat this week because none of us. I don't think you managed to make it up there, did you, Dan? No, no. no. So there we go. So, like we were, we have been uh, democratized this week by having to watch it on TV, like a lot of people, of course. Now. Uh, what is on the show tonight? Well, I will tell you. In part one, uh, we're going to... Well, I'll tell you when I can find out what, where we're running order is. There we go. Uh, we're going to talk about the team selection, obviously. Uh, the fact that it was a better performance and an OK result. Uh, vital signs of life, as JK was saying. We, we've got to talk about Mudrick. He was fantastic. I like him a lot already. Uh, and they did actually look, I think, a lot better going forward. And I'm kind of wondering if that has either something to do with confidence or maybe actually some of Potter's methods might be working. It looked there was a style coming out. It, the, the, I spotted things. Anyway, part two, uh, the back four looking better, obviously. Uh, and we, uh, the interesting question I'm going to ask the boys is um, uh, when... Uh, when James and Chilwell are fit, will he still stick with the back four? Uh, Mount, we've got to talk about Mount. Is it time for a break or is form temporary and class permanent? Asby's 500th game, we have to give an appreciation of Asby and we will. Uh, and as JK was, was alluding to, things might be coming together. We'll have a quick look at that. Uh, and uh, we might even have a dip into the remainder of the transfer market because... Um, we still don't have a right back in a defensive midfielder, although they are apparently trying to get one. Um, but I'm still very curious about this Deb Way. We talked about it with Adam on Friday, but we'll, we will revisit that. And in part three, no uh, no game, midweek game this week. It's going to be like that for a lot of the season, I think, But uh, uh, apart from the Champions League, of course. Um, so we've got three parts tonight. And the last one, of course, is emails. We have five uh, lovely 
uh, in interesting emails to read out to you. So there we go. Uh, now, as ever, uh, don't forget you can listen to this show live nah. every Monday and Friday at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is M-I- uh, sorry, it's chelsea-fancast.mixler.com M-I-X-L-R. Now, apart from the fact that if you do that, you can listen to us live. Uh, you can also chat with each other as you do and completely ignore us which you do which i love i it always absolutely t- i actually do you know what i do i read all your comments after each show uh to see 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 who's being rude about us really but no i'm joking but i do read them and they tickle me a lot uh we had a bit of a, a board meeting before uh, we started the show tonight and uh we are warming to the idea of maybe starting these shows at 7 30 p.m uk time uh because uh we're all busy and uh we need to eat so uh and it might stop me eating cashew nuts throughout the show uh if i've actually been fed which i haven't been tonight whereas dan and jk are well uh, jk's still finishing his dinner and dan's woofed his down just before we went on there which is why we're a bit late so there we go so i'll be saying hopefully from next next time we do this uh live every monday and friday at 7 30 p.m so there we go so things change uh, now, of course, things, some things don't change. You can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast and listen and subscribe to the podcast on Acast, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms. Make sure you leave us a fantastic, glowing five-star review or another moose dies. We will be back in a minute to talk about the football. You know the team sheet uh, was was incredible. J.K. I damn near got it completely spotty on. Really, I mean the only thing you did, uh, yeah. I mean mercy. even the formation. Lord have mercy. Um, obviously Cucurella came in, and Hall went further up. Uh, Kovacic picked up an injury. I'm led to believe, which is otherwise he would have started. Um, but uh, basically it was uh, you know with with Hall further up. Uh, it was much the same side as Palace, um, and I, do you know what? Um, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm curious about the formation too, because the other thing about that was that it was four-two-three-one, but they were quite often playing, you know, three-four-three and four-three-three. It was really quite fluid, depending on whether they had the ball. The com- I don't know when I mean, we all watch BT, no doubt, and the and the commentators were quite often saying, I mean, McManaman, of course, who's an absolute irritant, but um was saying that it's it's it, it's interesting to watch them play because you have to think really really quickly in terms of where you're supposed to be if you're having to change formation depending on whether you have the ball or not but by and large i think i think they did uh they did pretty damn well like that but i for one was very happy that i almost for once got the formation right jk well considering i was so cynical about it and thought that he would just revert i mean having said we did we, I did say that Kov, thought Kovacic was play instead of Jorginho. Um, or would he have been instead of Gallagher? I reckon this, it would have been Gallagher. Yes. Which would have been a mistake, and I, thought, I think. A big mistake. I think he gets... He, 
he's such an essential to the side at the moment. I'm, you know, the trouble is you you don't know what a, a, a slick machine they may turn out to be if he carries on signing players uh, and whether he has a future, I'm afraid, despite our huge enthusiasm for him because of his, his I don't talk about stats very often, but his stats are better than anybody else, the amount of involvement he has and the fact that he just never stops running. And um, uh, I, I, I mentioned this on the, my fan bite is that, um, I love the way he gets annoyed with himself for not doing something properly, which is exactly what Dennis Wise used to do with berating himself for giving the ball away or not shooting properly. But there's a kind of of desire and passion in Connor that I think some of the other players really could uh, do with having. Um, interestingly, though, of course, Jorginho appears now to have turned a button, turned a switch up and is is really fighting everywhere. I mean, the the problem with Jorginho, and I've got given a bit of stick for this, people saying he thought he had a very good game. I thought he get, he's getting involved more than I can remember him getting involved before. But once again, we're, there's a great distinct lack of creativity involved. We're not seeing him pass the ball very much because he's fighting on that level. You know, and what you want is one of the reasons I thought that he'd been been bought originally was to slickly move the ball about well if it's not happening because he's scrapping then I think that Potter's got it wrong somewhere but um uh yes I, I, I cover at his best of course should start every time but we haven't been seeing Kovacic at his best at all but um um I was very pleased that I thought the cooler Bally would be back but in fact thinking about it he um he was very specific in one of his press conferences wasn't he um Potter about he him, I, about I, him not I want, to, I want to talk about the defence in part two because I think there's much to talk about there and I definitely... Yeah, no, I'm just still going yeah, through your your yeah, selection here. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I was... I was um, uh, you can I see... Think what I, was, I think obviously... what I was saying is don't premature ejaculate on Koulibaly. Yeah, that's what you were saying. I haven't... I'm not saying it now. I'm, I've gone off it now. I've moved away from him. <laughs> I'm even not though, surprised having um... just have to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> um... But who else did you say would uh, play and I didn't? I, I can't thought remember. That, um, I, I mean, Cucurella I didn't have I, in. I, I thought Dave might play. I thought Dave might play, yeah, if you remember. Yeah, and yeah. Just, just because he is to be, you know, um, almost um, when in doubt, pick Dave kind of thing. Well, I thought that Chalabar did decently, actually. Well, uh, indeed, and, um, indeed, indeed, indeed. I mean, look, it, you know, I, I, I wonder actually if... if and I, th I mean, you know, we, we, we've... I mean, there's been so much going on at the club, Dan, hasn't there? Um you know, well, since the beginning of the season, really. But there, I think there's been so much going on that so many things slip under the radar. And perhaps one of the things that slipped under the radar, of course, is, you know, he's, he's had very little choice. I mean, I know I think he's done it deliberately on occasion, but he's had a hand, hand tied behind his back because there have been so many injuries. So he, he he's not really been able to play a settled side. And as we all know, everybody who's watched football for a long time will tell you, that actually good defences tend to be the ones that the same guys play week in, week out. We've seen it at Chelsea in the past many times. So, you know, the fact that uh, they've played two games on the trot, I mean, having said that, they bloody changed it, didn't they? Because Cucurella came in. But, you know, I'm just wondering if a little bit of stability in team selection might actually help them at the moment. I think it does, because you get, you get to know each other's games. You know, Kepa, for example, when he had all his problems, he had different defences every week, and it's difficult, you know, to fully understand dynamics and so on. But I thought, you know, to go back to Silva and Bad Badashil, they just look really assured. I think Silva's going to be a great, a great learning curve for Badashil. There's a couple of times when um, Nunez came on and Silva just had that yard in his head to just stop him getting anywhere. I wouldn't let him come in on his stronger foot. 
we just, you know, the thing is, you've got two incredible fullbacks out injured. That's the biggest problem. You know, you take, you know, Trent and Robertson out of Liverpool for long periods of time, they're nowhere near the same team. You know, James and Chilwell were so vocal for us, you know, before the Juventus game when Chile got injured last season. Really important players come back here and have a big set I think he'll go back to four when everyone's fit. Well, we'll see. I, I'm going to part yeah. that because I want to talk about that in part two. But uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think look, the, 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 just as a general kind of, it's kind of weird to summarise everything before we've actually really t- t- talked about everything. But I, I think it makes sense in this occasion because, I mean, I I predicted a draw. I said one-one to be fair. Um, but let's be honest. A, a few weeks ago, I think before we realised the full extent to which Liverpool had become completely shit, most of us would have said, well, we, we might well get beaten because we were in a horrible, horrible place. But I, 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 having watched the game, I don't think we looked like a side in horrible form at all. I mean, I did think it was a better performance. I mean, yeah, you could be disappointed that we didn't get all three points because we certainly had arguably the better chances and created slightly more. And we're certainly on top for long periods of the game. So I think, you know, that's disappointing that we didn't get the three points. But I'm... I'm you know, the the performance was, was good, it was better, and the result was okay. Because as I said in the intro, Dan, you know, we don't get good, you know, we don't win a lot at Anfield. You know, there's been an awful lot of draws up there when we've been very good. So, you know. Always been a tough, tough, tough place to play. I think generally, I think we showed good endeavour throughout the 90 minutes, a lot of good energy. Just lacked a, just that final bit of quality with final balls. That's been, that's been a perennial problem for the last sort of two or three years. But I just thought, generally speaking, good energy, we pressed well. We didn't have the ball. Uh, yeah, I think it was, you know, best, I thought best performance in Palace that we didn't win. Plenty more encouraging. We looked like a team, I think. More encouraging signs. I think there's a lot more kind of, even ZX coming into his own, but he had some really nice touches. So I think, yeah, last two games, Palace and Liverpool, a lot better. Going in the right direction. It's a game to Anfield at any time, despite the fact they've gone to shit. Is getting a, getting a draw is not a bad result at all in the slightest. You know, I was taking that because I thought we'd get absolutely dicks. I thought we'd end up losing by three. So I'm quite, you know, more you know, happy with the draw, regardless of how well Chelsea play at any time. You go to Liverpool and get a draw, it's, it's a good result. Well, apparently, like the fact sorry, mate, sorry, go on, you, but you did say you were I, I like the fact we were on the front foot uh, in a way that we haven't been in previous matches, yeah. which I think was, uh, was, was good to observe. And you mentioned Zayek there. I, I think that Zayek, through being the only winger they can play because everybody else has in, been injured, has actually benefited him because he looked he looked he had a very good second half. His um his ability, which what I slightly disturbed about that brilliant far post cross that he keeps putting in, which yeah. evades everybody, it dips, and surely they. I know old old Mudrick, to be fair to him, hasn't played, hasn't probably has hardly trained with him, but surely. They must be aware of this fact. This is what I slightly despair of: is the fact that that he is he is a very very accurate centre of the ball. That's what he was was he did in the World Cup, and he did in and he, he did when we purchased him. And they should be they should be anticipating this, you know, that you just to get to the far post and um, just, just just yeah, Dan, come in, come in, come in. I was going to say, yeah, centre's game. You make one of the centre backs makes a run towards the post. You know, Charles are one out, one out of three. They make contact in. That's how you, it's always, yes. you know, it's like some of the times when we put balls in the centre, no one's making a run in the middle. Just make a late run. He's like, they're both Absolutely. huge. Even Havertz, because he's a big lad. Just make make a run to the back post, watch your line, go for a header. You've got to at least work the goalkeeper. You might get a rebound and someone can stick it in. Just I, take a chance. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, just to square that 
circle in a, in a way. I mean, I, look, I did think we were a lot more purposeful in attack. As I said in the intro, I thought Gallagher, Ziyech and Havertz linked well. And I thought that they 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 were moving the ball forward quicker. There was some... Ziyech put a beautiful pass into Havertz. who kind of norsed it up typically. But it looked encouraging. And, and uh, I want to talk about Mudrik in a minute. But I think it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And it, I, I think in a sense, this game shows you just how how low we have been recently you know as supporters as a podcast as a club and everything else because you know when you when you see a team that you love you know not not even running around having no fight looking like headless chickens it's really hard to stomach so because the reality is as we were all we were all saying this before we went on air weren't we the game was basically shit you know, it was full of errors. They were giving the ball. I mean, both sides were shit. They were giving the ball away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I think we're 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 aware of that. But I think it's just because it's been so crap recently, we really are desperate to see any signs of improvement. And there were signs of improvement. I, I, I I'll, I'll argue against. I'll argue with anybody about that. I, I, I agree. Compl- I agree completely. We've gone up a level, but the level isn't very high yet. No, that's the trouble. Yeah, I think if we. Pair it with the Fulham and Man City FA Cup games, um, uh, which were a real, real low. We we definitely look more of a team than that. But you know, and I, I'm I'm sorry to be critical of uh, of our manager, but I felt that his team selection for the FA Cup game was appalling, and um, uh, and and I that was the lowest point from my point of view of assessing him as a manager. As with, I mean, Fulham was pretty bad, but he was. He was. It was unlucky that Felix, who looks a terrific player, was. Um, we were. We would have won that card. game if he hadn't have got sent off, and and if and if Zachariah hadn't got sent off. Uh, sorry, got injured. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Zachariah injured. I'm not. I'm not. You know, the jury's out really about him. I was intrigued to see that Hall for me plays better at left back. He's more composed when he plays midfield, which is his proper position. Um, he, he unfortunately just seems slightly out of his depth. He gives the ball away, and and is is. Is caught in possession too much, but um, I have to say I think Hall is a great prospect. Yeah. It's the affliction of the young. Pleased. I mean that that mistake yeah, in particular, yeah. I think, and he's done it. He did it yeah. against Liverpool. He did it obviously very costly, um, almost in the, in the match before. But it it is the affliction of the young, you know. I mean because yeah. because they're full of confidence, bless them, and that's what makes them so fun to watch. But unfortunately, they are going to make mistakes. They all do it. Um, I don't want his head. I don't want his head to go down because he's a terrific prospect. I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, if Potter's Potter's, you know, this great man manager that that everybody's saying he is, then he he should be able to put an arm round Hall and say, "Don't worry about it. Keep keep playing the way you play, and just make sure you know, be more aware." Really, isn't it? Because I mean, Gallagher. Funnily enough, I went Potty. If you you, you know, I wrote. You've got my match notes, which by the way, at one stage early in the first half. I've got to find this because this will make you laugh. Could be goals in this. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, Gallagher, Gallagher, uh, you know, he, there was a good ball put through to him and then we were in a really good attack and he dwelled on the ball too long and he got caught in possession. You know, that's that's yeah. those kind of things they've got to iron out. Um, anyway, I've been discombobulated by my mission of stupidity. Gallagher, with reference to Gallagher, um, uh, Robertson, who... What a wanker. Uh, is... is well, he's hugely energetic and he's very frustrated they're not playing well. So he's got that kind of, he's almost got a Gallica-itis to him. Um, uh, should at least have been booked. When it's he not a yellow card 
all day long. It's actually, if that had happened later on, Chidge, red. I would suspect it would have been a red. Well, I thought it because was. Because it was absolutely awful. And also the fact that Gallagher didn't lie on the ground and was really relevant, the fact he got up and carried on, because he wasn't injured. But the fact, and a worse, a more um, devious player would really have milked that because it was horrendous. It was completely serious foul play, which is a red, but they won't do it. You know, we can cite, um, was it, um, not Maris, what's his face, um, in the game when he elbowed Dave in the face early on. Mar- in the, in Sadio Mane. The, yeah, Demane, yeah. 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 yeah, it was similar. Because they've got a thing about not punishing players in the first minute, well, which ridiculous. I just don't get. I don't it's get it. If they commit something that is... Yeah. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Bullshit. But it's a red card. It's a red card. First minute. Do foul play. What are you supposed to do? You can't say, oh, no, man, no, no, no. First minute, first minute of the game. It's exactly even. But Oliver falling for that is just too much for me. I'm sorry. Because he's one of the more decent refs. I couldn't should understand have, that at all. Should have gone to VAR. Was it clear and obvious or not? So I, did, I missed well, that. I'm, I'm finding the, the whole of this no, clear they're, and they're, obvious. They're, they're, they're kind of pulling away, they're, they're aren't they? The yeah. Off. And letting the referee get on with it. But so, this whole ridiculous bit watching Taylor watch the whole of the Man United um, Arsenal game yesterday. And just before Arsenal scored their second goal, um, um, uh, there was a header that clearly went off the from a corner, went off the um, Arsenal player, and it should have been a corner. And he gave a goal kick. Because the ball goes up the end, and it's a goal. But you, they, you, what is the problem with just asking that VAR put in his ear? No, it's actually a corner. Well, how is that? That that's to me. That's yeah. the game being refereed properly. Where is the sh- is there shame? Well, in no, the I, J.K. You, you you've named and shamed this ages ago, and I think it's simple because it no, doesn't know, it, it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world with VAR, and it's about the referees in this country's ego because the power is now going back to the referee and away from VAR. That's what yeah. Howard Webb's done yeah. because the referees don't like yeah. not being in control, not being the big I am. You know, it's their bloody Absolutely. egos, mate, because in Europe and, and I mean, the World Cup, we saw this, they work as a team. You know, remember in the old days, in the good old days, JK, you know, when you had a, a, a linesman, not an assistant referee, although actually the linesmen were better assistant referees than the assistant referees are, because if they spotted something, they'd be telling their, their colleague, you know, their peer, the referee, and he didn't have a problem with it because they worked together as a team. Why the fuck can't they do that with VAR? That's the point of it, isn't it? Absolutely bizarre. It's crazy. It's a crazy. Listen, I just want to pick up one uh, one other thing, um, you know, with uh, with uh, the attack generally before we talk about uh, Mudrick, because I mean, if you if you okay, you know, all things being equal, they still can't finish their fucking dinner. We know that, but it did look promising. I thought they they built up. So they were. They, I thought the, they were quite clever in the way that they were bypassing Liverpool's midfield by pulling long balls through. And they were doing that before Mudrich came on. Um, but I did think that some of the movement with Gallagher, Ziyech and Havertz, as I said, was very good. And it was much quicker. And they were playing between the lines very well. I wonder if that's confidence, Dan. Or maybe we're beginning to see signs of some of Potter's methods a bit. Because maybe he's just taken them time to... I mean, apparently I was watching a really interesting uh, interview the other day. And apparently, you know, his his coaching methods are actually quite complicated. So maybe it's taken them a bit of time to kind of get their head around what he wants to do. I think it's probably, probably more time because you know a new manager that pre-season doesn't get any real time 
on the training ground to actually instill his ideas because he's had you know game 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 World Cup game 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 game. He's now got two weeks before we play Fulham with a, a players coming back into fold. Your James as your cheer worship for farmers that the Fulham game could be a completely different kettle of fish compared to where we've been. Two two weeks is unheard of. Got no FA Cup, nothing. He can really get his his methodology across. We might actually see us even 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 bigger improvement. I think it's quite, it's a confidence thing, maybe. Maybe just suddenly bit of both. Maybe something has, say, something has just clicked that suddenly you thought, you know what, we've had a tough sort of running from Christmas, had some poor performances, but suddenly you know what, actually, you know, some players have been consistent with the, the front three, a bit of energy in midfield which we've lacked because you know Jorginho and Kovacic don't give us the same energy as Gallagher does. Gallagher runs around like the blue ass fly, gives us energy, leads yeah. leads pressing. And us English you fans know, love players who run around a lot, don't we? Yeah, exactly. I think. I don't know. It just—it's all. Johnny Bumpstead, Mickey Thomas. What? Yeah. What? Johnny Bumpstead, Mickey Thomas. Yeah, Bummers. I yeah. love it. I love Bummers. He was brilliant. I, I just thought we just looked like a team. We looked more confident. We looked more assured. There wasn't any hesitancy or nervousness. Maybe it's because we we're away, and there wasn't the crowd getting their backs off the minute one of the first pass goes right. There weren't as many pass backs to Kepper as well, which was good as well. Much more kind of. Positive moving forward, yeah. a lot, lot more, It just seemed a lot more fluid, more energy, more kind of just more just positivity, yeah. confidence. That's well, I think. It, I mean, you I, know, I like the fact Bucarella a go actually because since we subsequently learnt that he's been having difficulties, kept um, Salah in, Sala in his pocket, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're both the same size, and he just he's standing on his <laughs> foot most of the time. Oh, oh, oh. But. Um, but uh, it was, and it was intriguing to see that, that they do rely heavily, Liverpool, on that long ball down the side that Salah runs onto. So if you've got somebody the same pace as him, which Cucurella happily has, um, it, 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 he's, he's stopped him from playing. He should have scored, shouldn't he, that one opportunity he had, um, but which went over the bar, Salah. Yeah. I think an in for Salah, would, it would have scored then, but... You know, there was, it was very few and far between their attacks. Yeah, I think we just we just we we nullified them. I think maybe maybe come a point where you actually know how to stop Liverpool. You know, because like the times when they hit the balls over to Nunez and Silva just was with him the whole time, just just stopping from making the the quick the quick incisive inside passes. But no, Gallo jumps credit shortly. But I thought he he looked put his best game for us. He looked much more sure, much more confident. And we forget well, he's, well. he's had a few personal problems over the last few months. Yeah. We seem to think these footballers are just completely robots. They all have personal problems. They all have issues to deal with. He's prepared to move his family up from Brighton. They have issues. Time to go the week doesn't change the fact right. you might have issues with your family yeah. and your money. And again, it's it's a big move. Change your manager. It's, a, it's been a tumultuous sort of, well, well, year in the history of the football club. And all these things take time to mm. rebuild. I, I think I thought Kukurella looked like the Kukurella at Brighton. Just quite, you know, just a very solid game. Well, better hair than Salah, by the way. <laughs> just, I just, just, just look like a, a sixty million pound fullback, not a, you know, a shit icy Barnes. Absolutely right. Now uh, we've saved the best till <laughs> we've saved the best till last in this part. But um, I mean, call me an old cynic. You old cynic. Thank you, Dan. Uh, uh, I am an old cynic. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hang on, hang on. You old yeah. cynic. You missed your cue, love. What's going on, man? That's not like oh. you. Sorry about. I don't know. Sorry, I was just yeah, bloody amateurs. I'm thinking about. Yeah, what are you I, must, thinking about? I must. I must. Um, I was thinking about um, um, 
uh, Cucurella, actually. No, I was thinking about Silver. Sorry, Silver. I just wanted to say that I thought that Silver was phenomenal. We will. We're going to say that phenomenal. in part two. Save your Silver Wonder. Sorry, defense. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it. Yeah. Save it yeah. because I, he deserves it. I'm saving it. I'm he saving deserves it. it. He deserves it. Right. Mudrick. Um, call me an old cynic. Um, I, I, I just thought, well, you know, I mean, look, the bottom line is you got to wait until these players that we sign play and do well. And even if they do well in their first match or even their first 30 minutes or whatever, you know, they've got to do it again. You know, I mean, one swallow does not make a summer. But I have to say, my God, what not it wonderful to see a player who's prepared to take people on, has got frightening pace, exquisite skill, quick feet. I mean, that move that nearly led to a goal was was brilliant. It was like watching Iron Robin. I mean, you know, I mean, it was just brilliant. It, I just loved it. And he was he was getting involved. He can pass. He was coming back and, and, and winning the ball. Tracks back, Chief. Yeah. Tracks back. I know. The fuck? It. I know. I mean, it was just, it was, I mean, okay. It's a shame he couldn't round it off with a goal. And he had a couple of, you know chances that's for sure but i thought it was a wonderful contribution in 35 minutes he looks a player dan oh brilliant player i mean you know we haven't had a player get us off our seats since yes. hazard that's it. And it it's getting you off he, your seat isn't it exactly that i thought he looked so excited i think almost like you know a robin hazard hybrid fast quick feet strong because hazard was a real strong boy yeah just very exciting you know just the way the way he um, interchanged with gallagher Towards the end of the match, we had that chance. I just thought really, really promising. I know he's not match fit; he's not playing since November, so they're going to manage his time over the next couple of games. But just thought, what a what a cameo! What a, a wow player! I mean, if we watch him, he's going to really get us off our seats. I think he's a, going to be a fantastic player. I mean, all everything I read about him, people speak about him really highly, saying he's a real, real talent. And we get him on one wing, another another decent wing on the other wing. You know, who knows? We might actually start, you know, building a team to challenge next season. Shock horror. Well, the piss of the media. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking when he came on, I was thinking we're going to have to revise the song, you know, of uh, We've Got Super Thomas Tuchel. We've got boring Graham Potter. He's got everything we need. Mudrick on the... Well, hang on. It'll be somebody... I can't... Tiago in the back. Well, Tiago in the back. Well, um, in the back uh, Mudrick in attack. Chelsea's going to win the Champions League again. Or, or any variant of whatever you want. Chelsea really. going to win the Europa Conference League. Yes. Well, yes. Or yeah, is it, it is the conference. We, we, we haven't won that one yet. And it'd be great to win everything because yeah, it will boil more piss, which is what Chelsea do. Yeah, exactly. Jonathan, um, what's your view on young Mr. Mudrick? Uh, exactly what you said. Quite, uh, quite brilliant. Um, you love that kind of a I player, keep... don't you? Oh, ah, it, it's... It, it makes it makes the uh, it it makes the blood course through my veins. Um, I, I he was so good. You just think, oh, the potential here is phenomenal. And um, as you say, Dan, it's 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 Hazard esque. It's uh, it's Robin esque. It's it's the speed. It's what makes the difference between looking at C H O. God bless him, and. Uh, Anybody else who tries to take somebody on and doesn't quite have the pace or the confidence and therefore passes it back or even just hasn't got the vision, something's in their psychology, the vision that doesn't make them realize I can take this person on. I don't have to think about it. I just do, you know, two, two shakes of my feet and I'm past them with the ball. And that wonderful moment when um, he clearly was about to completely roast Milner 
could only the only thing Milner could do was to chop him right. down. Well, they, they had to take um, him off, didn't knew. they? Because he would have got sent off. Yeah. As a consequence, yeah, yeah. But um, I did like clearly, to interrupt, but he did it. He wasn't phased yeah. by attack. He got up, picked himself up, and carried on. So a proper, no, he did absolutely full bloody welcome to an attack on he like it was like brushed himself off and carried on. And then Just that wonderful really back good. heel, that back heel that he played. I mean, the the it, it's the fact that you look at him and Felix, and you actually think these are the kind of players that we used to buy, and these are the kind of players who set Chelsea alight and made Chelsea title contenders. You, you know, and I I love it. But who's the other boy going to be? Isn't it Santos who's supposed to be the winger on the right? What about Maneki or or something? The guy from PSV. Is yeah. he a winger as well? Does the yeah, boy he's, Santos he's, he's is a left, winger as well? Right, a left-footed right winger. So Chelsea got a lot of players playing on the left. We need somebody who can play on the right. I know, so but right. don't they just swap them around? Because isn't isn't Mudrick a um, a right-footed left winger? Isn't he? Well, he <laughs> looked he looked him. he looked two-footed to me. Yeah, looked pretty good on both. Didn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah. Because Manuka Honey actually he was at, he was at Spurs Academy, but he left them to go to PSV because he thought he really could kind of. Learning curve for him. He's, he's very highly and he's English as well, which I didn't realise. So very highly yeah, rated. Yeah. And he's called and not. If, sorry, go on, Dan. Go on. I was going to say, I wonder if we, with these really superbly talented wingers, we might actually see the real Kai Havertz actually kind of really flourish when he's got you know some really talented players around him to put him into good positions. But still, the I trouble still is, Dan, I don't think that Havertz is a is a is a number nine. You know, he's, I think he's, he's not a prolific ten. number I think nine. He plays but better. No, but I think they need a nine with Havertz. Because to me, that would be ten and then perfect. A striker, um, and then... Well, doesn't Felix play there? Where does Felix play Felix, in this set? Well, Felix Havertz and... Um, what's his face? What's his name? The new guy from... Uh, oh, God. I've just been talking about him. I've completely blank. Maduka, or whatever his name is. Yeah, so, no, Madrick, Havertz, Felix, and a striker. 4 yeah. 2 3 one. We're going back to John, John Neal's four two four. Love it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely play that. I'm up for that. Happens to, happens to Sterling and Pulisic. Hmm. Who? Well, Pulisic will be exactly. off. Exactly. So, well, yeah. the thing is, you've got to think, we bought in three, so, you know, Ziyech could probably go at some point. I don't think he'll stay, unfortunately. I think he's in because of circumstance rather than because he's rated. But he's still, he's yeah. still, he's still in and out of games, Dan. I mean, this is yeah. the frustrating thing about him. He could do some wonderful things one minute and then he just, like, drifts out of the game the next and it's... What I think is going to happen, though, I think going to happen is is you start applying a different level to all the players. Is that we've got used to people not performing at their best, so we're we're giving them a chance. It's like like Zayat. We're going, no, he's in and out. Pretty, he's not bad. He's doing good. What you want is somebody who's that all the way through, and that's what they need to get these top players in for. And I think they'll start to do it. And I I fear for. Players like Hutchinson's future, unfortunately, even though he look he looks great lower down, he's got to be nurtured because at the moment when he came into the first team, he didn't want to take anybody on, and we Maybe. cannot go down the, the CHO route. Oh, I know it's because he's 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 a youth, you know, and he's got to be nurtured, and he's obviously got great talent because I've watched him on a few videos, and he just takes everybody on and beats them. Gets to the first team, gets to, you know, whether he's been been tackled too hard or he doesn't think he's going to do it. Whereas the boy Mudrick comes in, and you think. The comfort. He, what is he? He does, he does um, 100 meters in 10 seconds or something. You just think this is. You know, this, he's he's got, he can beat anybody. He's proper, proper player. Proper, proper winger. I mean, but Mudrick's has got four years and 100 games on Hutchinson. So you know, give you know, give the ball. I think yeah, it, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. They talk about Casaday, Hutchinson, and 
uh, one of the players going to some championship loans this window, so he might they get some really good game time and a good team. And it'd be really beneficial for them. I, I would be. No, this is this is why they want the other club, isn't it, Dan? This is yeah. why they want the they want to so they can put a player like Hutchinson and like um, any of these reserves, Casadei, put them into where they're getting first team experience at a a lower level, obviously, but they're still playing all the time. They're not going out and being treated badly yeah. like wasted loan at Hull. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. where, by uh, the way, the manager the manager had the temerity to say. Oh, he's a brilliant lad. He's a really good player. He's definitely one for the future. Well, why aren't you fucking playing then, you complete well, muppet? To Rossini, he, he just come as manager. He was a previous manager that didn't play him. They had some okay. other... Uh, okay. So, well, okay. Yeah. Apologies. I didn't realise that. Uh, yeah, so that's why, I didn't, that's why I didn't play him, Dan, because he wasn't the manager. Yeah. Also, I think also Billy is... Gilmore, Billy Gilmore as yeah, well. Norwich. That's the worst. That's the worst example, isn't it? Anyway, time out. We're going to have a break. Uh, that was fun, and I think we can all agree that. Uh, I mean, you know what, Dan, you, you nailed it, mate. And if Tony was here, he would he would be wetting himself, saying exactly the same thing. That's why we go to football. We want we want to watch players who will get you up out of your seat, excitement, and that's that's what I mean. Christ on a bike, I was doing that in my living room, you know. So, yeah. you know. Great, love to see it. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope he, uh, he 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 turns out to be a hell of a player. Now, uh, just a quickie uh, on the fanzine. Um, I think the next one, the new one, will be out for the Fulham game. Uh, I'm led to believe, uh, and uh, uh, you can get that as always at the CFC UK store, which is opposite the uh, Fulham Broadway uh, tube, and uh, it's everybody's favourite fanzine. Uh, everybody's favourite fanzine editor and uh, a lot of the writers are on this show as you well know by now Uh, if you can't get to games do not panic you can also get it uh, by subscription through the post if you email fanzine at cfcuk.net you will be able to sort that out Uh, it's 18 quid in the UK 40 quid in Europe 56 quid in the rest of the world you can also get it digitally if that's what you want you get a PDF emailed to you that'll cost you 6 quid for a year or £1 each and you can pay all of this by PayPal. Uh, our dear old friend Dean, uh, the super sub, uh, he's uh, as you know, he does uh, the who, uh, went to Mo King's Meadow podcast. He's now got a new fanzine accompanying that on the Chelsea women's team, and uh, he goes to every uh, uh, women's match. Well, certainly all the home ones, and uh, you will find him and a few other people selling it there. I think. Uh, lots of good writers in that too. Dean is on it. Dane, obviously. Clayton from this parish. Uh, Rebecca Grasby, Harry Edwards, Sophie Spittle, Grace Cooper, Rianne Hoskins et al. Uh, so there you go. It's available as a PDF for £1. Or for those on uh, in the UK, you can get a physical copy for £2 plus postage and packing. All the info is at kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. We'll be back soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates, follow online commentary, listen to the radio. Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. 
NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and I'm joined, as ever, by the lovely Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. And also Dan Silver. Hello, then. Good evening. You forget who you were, Dan, for a minute? You can be honest. Yeah, yes, I'll try to do my David Foss. Hello, good evening. And oh, welcome. That's, that's the one. Yeah, well done. Good yeah. to see you both. Had fun in the first part. Nice that we can say that for a change. Um, slight change of tack. Um, we've been touching on it because, you know, why not? They're, they all look bloody marvellous at the moment. But uh, um, I think the back four, you know, were all good uh, against Liverpool. I mean, let's start with Silver. He was imperious again, JK. And I know you were daydreaming about him. He was so imperious. So I shall let you share your daydream with us now. Well, he doesn't let you down, does he, every time? Even there was a run when um, the centre-forward, who you just mentioned, whose name I've forgotten, um, uh, who came on, the boy with the the the, the bun. Nunes. Nunes came on and... Um, and on two occasions, he shepherded him out beautifully. In fact, there was one occasion when he, he was forced to look as if he was running really quickly. And I thought he was going to do himself a mischief, actually, because it didn't, it didn't come, come easy to him. But he kept, he kept absolutely level with him and then uh, just, just shepherded him around. And you thought, this is a master at work, isn't it? This is the class of this man. And he just never fails each week to, to contribute these, these little... These, these gems of experience and excellence, his cushioned headers, his his ability to to also his passing, his ability to find people from forty to fifty yards. He played an immaculate pass to to uh, Ziyech on one occasion, um, and his his blocking and essential blocking and timing of tackles and positional play is just it's it's top class. He's a really top class defender at thirty eight. Uh, it's such a testament to somebody who's so fit. His fitness is remarkable, and um, he is. He, I wish he was playing with better players, and I, I, he did play with better players when we won the, the Champions League because Tuchel managed to get them to to go up a, a level. And as we've said, he had Reese and Chilwell and Conte playing. But um, uh, uh, even though he got injured in the final, but um, a, a completely phenomenal performance at the weekend. Phenomenal. Yes. Each week, I'm, you know, taken, not take, taken aback is the wrong word. I just, I expect it, but it's still, it's a joy to behold. And I, is that thing, 
you just want to savor it. And I just so want us to do better and play better because we will then completely appreciate his brilliance. It's it's um, which we do anyway. But in a in a better team, you'll just you, I, I, you know I'd like him to win something else. This may be his last season. Who Maybe. knows? You know? I hope not. Dan, sensational football. I wish he was twenty eight. Mm. Just absolute joy to watch. What I love is his whole family brought into the whole Chelsea culture. His wife is brilliant on on Twitter and all of the uh, platforms. I think he's just brilliant. I just I know we've had some cult heroes in our time. He's definitely got to be up there with the cult hero. Everything about him is imperious. Just uh, everything JK said, I echo. Just an absolute yeah. beautiful football well, to watch. Sexy man, I love him. I absolutely love him. And me too. I, I wouldn't add a word to what other of you said because I agree entirely. One of the things I do love most, and of course this is this is the the, the prerequisite, if you ask me of having a player of his experience and stature in the world game, let alone, you know, in, in, in the Premier League, is, you know, what impact he will have on those around him. And uh, Badia Shield has played two games for Chelsea, uh, made his debut last weekend, looked brilliant, I thought, played really, really well, dealt with, you know, considering he'd never played in the Premier League before, that was a very Premier League type game. And I thought he dealt with that brilliantly. And uh, then he's going away to Anfield, which is one of the toughest games in the league. And again, he dealt with that brilliantly. But he came out after the match and uh, he's credited uh, Thiago for for a lot of it, saying he's 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 helping me tremendously. He's giving me advice. He's telling me where to go. He's, he's just really, you know, uh, kind, of, kind of conditioning him for what to expect in this league. And it's clearly helped him. And it will help him more playing with somebody that good. But he looks good. I like him. That's a good bye, JK, I think. Well, it's 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 he looks great and it's early days, isn't it? I, I, it would be nice if he then had the confidence to carry the ball out further um, and uh, and ping balls across, which I think most central defenders need to do nowadays. But um, but his uh, his passing and his tackling and his heading is uh, is as immaculate as as Silver's was. He's a uh, um, he looks a very fine purchase, and you just think, well, if he's one of the one of the the digital boys, he's somebody who the digital gurus have selected. Well, they've got it right, and he's young, and uh, I foresee a, a really rather excellent future. And the, of course, then what happens to Koulibaly? Does Koulibaly, on his big contract, um, leave in the summer, or does he carry on as the uh, as the reserve? Um, what do you think? Dan? I think you've got well, Koulibaly uh, got got to come back. Good centre half. I guess if we go back to playing four at the back, then we don't need that many centre halves. I think Kudavala has been a real disappointment. I think he's probably we signed him three years too late. I think the, the step up from the Italian league to this league has been very difficult for him to adapt to. I mean, he's, had some, he's had some decent moments, but he's very impetuous. He's always got a brain fart, yellow cards in him, normally quite early on. But he's too ponderous, Dan. I mean, he, he didn't yeah. play too badly the last time he played, as I recall. But you know, basically, he's. He's not what you expect from somebody who five years ago we were being told is one of the best defenders in the world. Yeah. He's not that player, that's for sure. So five years, five years ago, and come to a much, much harder league to play in the Italian league. I, to be honest, I think he'll go. I think he might end up on a loan back somewhere. I think Fofana and Badashil will probably be. Well, I think I think a lot will depend on whether Silver stays. If Silver, st- okay. if, if Silver stays another year then get rid of Koulibaly because you've got your experienced yeah. central defender to marshal them and lead them and make them better central defenders. Um, if he goes, 
and Koulibaly goes, then you've got a very, very young central defence, very inexperienced central defence, which would worry me a bit, JK. Is any of this going to happen in this transfer window? How long have we got till, till February, is it? Eight days. We're going to address, gonna, address, address the end. That. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that. I'm ahead every time. I'm so I know sorry. you're. You're. You. As always, J.K. With everything, you're just a man who's ahead of ahead of his time, mate. You know. I tried to be. I try. I fail no, miserably. You. You, you were. You were doing YouTube videos before YouTube was even invented, mate. Did YouTube for the internet? He was. I know. I've seen them. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Koulibaly, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he might not be able to survive. And you know, it, it, we've got Levi Colwell to come back as well. Of course. Yeah. He, he's highly, highly rated. So. I'd like to keep Silver around if we possibly can. I don't see why we can't. I mean, where's he going to go? Well, he might just give up. It might be down to him, mightn't it? He might say it's too much for me. If he's got, if he's got the legs for it, why not? Indeed, indeed why not keep playing? Well, uh, one of the Blancheflower twins kept playing for Arsenal till he was um, till he was forty. Yeah, but he that was in the fifties, mate. Earlier than that, nineteen forty-eight. Thirties, thirties. Okay, nineteen forty-eight, forty-eight. Right, Dan. He might do a stint in the MLS, maybe get a nice big fat payday somewhere, go to the West Coast, get some hot weather, a year in the MLS, possibly. Because, you know, you put Thiago still in the MLS, he automatically becomes probably the best centre back in that league. Say whether it's Latan still putting up trees when he was in LA. I think maybe one more year, maybe being on the coaching staff, possibly, defensive coach. I think one, I one more year would be possibly enough. I mean, you know, one more year of silver with Badia Shield, Fafana, and Colwell. They will be much better players after that experience. Can I speak about Colwell a second? Yes. Um, I was reading an article. There's a guy called John McKenzie. Who, yeah, we uh, know, John. We know, indeed, because yeah. he used to do the Leeds. Dirty Leeds fan. At, at Love Sport. And um, uh, he does these great analyses. And apparently they've been taught um, in defence to put their studs on the ball. And so Colwell always, when he comes out from the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper puts his studs on the ball because it makes the attacker think, they have more opportunity to get the ball when they're just outside the penalty area. Because so they will stop the play, put their studs on the ball and then start playing it. And you're, by then the attackers made his slide in and you've then gone past him. So there's one less player to deal with. And uh, and this was a very interesting video that he made. I'm just intrigued to see when Cole comes back, if he starts doing that, which is uh, just stopping dead, waiting for the players to start moving towards him before them playing sideways or even a long pass forward because they're so committed to wanting players to move out of position to give them space but he said the studs on the ball seems to give the impression to the attacker that you've you're 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 being a bit cheeky or you're being you're going to be easily dispossessed whereas the reality is that you're in fact absolutely in control looking for them to make their move before you then play it sideways interesting so interesting um I thought Trevo, uh, you know, did a good job. I mean, you know, he's. I think he's do, he's doing a job at right back. He's not really a right back, so it's not ideal, but he's doing a job um, because you know at least he's got the physicality and the stamina and the pace that I'm afraid poor old Dave just doesn't have anymore. Um, I hope he's not too badly injured. I mean, he hobbled off, didn't he? So anybody know about how he is? I think Adam Newson or Liam Timmy said it was just cramp. Right, so he's all right, good. Because yeah. he's doing a job and we need him to do a job. Um, 
You know, he doesn't he got get. Didn't he, Chidge? I didn't want to go oh, off. Oh, uh, fuck! Because he wouldn't go off the pitch or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedantic <laughs> fucking Oliver. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, you know, I think he, he he's doing a he's doing a decent job for us. Um, we, there's not really much more to say about it than that, to be honest. Um, you know, we're in such a parlous state for right backs. We'll talk about that later as well. And we mentioned Cucurella, who uh, who I thought was much improved after the Fulham performance, and Kepper. Uh, you know, I was a bit critical of Kepa the other week because I think he cost us two matches, but he looked okay again. I mean, he's, he seems to... I mean, he's, the one thing he's got that Mendy doesn't have is an ability to play the ball out from the back, which, of course, all coaches want them to do. But his shot-stopping seems to have improved a little bit, I think, Dan? Yeah, I think he's definitely... A couple of long ranges he faced against Palace, you know, a couple of years ago, I think he would let them in because I think he used to dive off with the wrong hand. Yeah. So, but, but the Tiedemann's got in the cup final. I mean, arguably that maybe didn't have much chance. But he just he just seems in a much better place, mm. more confident. And he comes he comes to the ball. Yes, two out of four for the City goal. He should have definitely cut that one out and the, uh, the Fulham winner. But you know, listen, I don't think either keeper are the long term solution. I think if we have a hybrid of them both, we'd have a good goalkeeper. Well, indeed. I don't think don't you maybe. think the consequences of that is that they will buy a new goalkeeper in the summer? Well, not talk about Robert Sanchez, a Brighton goalkeeper, surprisingly, or the guy, the, uh, <laughs> or the Brentford goalkeeper, Raya, who's also very good. Well, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't knock uh, Chelsea buying all of these Brighton players because uh, Liverpool bought all of Southampton's players and, and look what happened with them. So, it's true, know. very true. true well, I, very, I, very I like true. him. I think he's, you know, I think he's a good goalkeeper, maybe an inch too short to be absolute top level. Um, yeah, I think I think I think goal, I think we'll get a new goalkeeper in the summer as well. Now, I I would mend your Kepa will, will probably go. Mm. Depends on who wants to play second fiddle. Well, we, we will see. Now, here's the real question. Um, you know, like we've been saying for the last few weeks on the show, uh, Potter seems to be, I think, determined to to play a back four. I mean, I know he changes formation a lot, and it's kind of his thing, isn't it? But whether he's doing it out of uh, necessity because of the injuries, and of course we've got no wing backs really, so there's no point trying to play with wing backs. Um, I, I'm a big fan of playing four at the back if you've got the players to do it, because I think it gives you much more, um, you know, uh, variation in midfield, and midfield is the weakness in the team. I still think. What will be interesting to see, J.K., is if he is in fact determined to play a back four, and when James and Chilwell are both fit and back, which is imminent, I'm told, whether he might revert to wing-backs and a back three again. What do you think? Uh, I think it inevitable. If they're both used to playing at that playing that position and playing really well in it, I don't see why he would he would change it otherwise. He could then start like that with both of them and then move back to the back four if necessary by, by taking one of them off. Also, there's a, you know, we, we it, they're not going to come back hitting the ground running, are they, both of them? Chilwell, when he first came back, was a bit rubbish the first few games when he was injured. And then uh, um, uh, and then appears to have... I mean, after he did his... his was it his cruciate last year? I can't remember what he did. Yeah. His, Juventus, yeah. 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 Um, so there's going to be a, a bedding down period. But yeah, it seems to me if that's where their best positions are. But once again, I, I, I don't know what he's going to be doing on the training ground, you know, as we always talk about. Um, it, he... He seems to then be, there'll be, an, a, he said in the press conference, he'll have 30 players, I think. Um, so they're going to have to start. I heard 40-odd today. Was it 40 today? Yeah. All right. They bought another but, 10 in about half an hour, JK. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, from my point of view, I, 
that's their best positions. I'd play them in their best positions because mm. they're great going forwards, both of them. And I would that makes sense to me. So uh, and he's got the players to play the three in the middle as long as one of them isn't Dave. I'm sorry, but I don't see Dave as as part of this environment. I see him as a sub. He can come on. You know, he came on and did did decently for as a sub against Liverpool. I think he comes on as a as a spare, but he can't start him. I just feel for Chalabar actually slightly in this instance because he has been playing the right back position, which works in the four. And a couple of times, as you say, in the middle of the game, they seem to be changing the pattern. So he plays wing back. And then, uh, but then he doesn't, and then Zayat comes back as the wing back. It does. If that's the way he's going to play in the future, well, you know, good luck to him. But we've got to start seeing it. You know, I'm I'm slightly more relaxed about him now because I see the plan. You know, the fact that that they bought the, these players to me makes me feel um, yes, I understand yeah. what what we're, we're, I'm buying into it more. You know, indeed. Now, listen, we need to talk about Mount uh, for obvious oh. reasons. Um, he does. Look, I've got, I've done some research, boys. I've done, even done a little little a little spreadsheety type thing for you. Are you sure, Chidge? Are you sure? I, I know, I know. I was clearly up for it. Um, it was probably because I was really wound up by all the odious shit on Twitter that I've been. You know, you can't avoid it. It's just so annoying. It's just so negative and pathetic and puerile and evidence of serious mental health disorders and psychosis. But that's for another day. Um. Yeah, he looks leggy. He looks mentally and physically exhausted to me after three gruelling years for Chelsea and England. I also don't think it's helped by him rarely playing in his preferred position. And I was kind of wondering if if this is the tragic flaw of really talented players. You can pretty much play anywhere that they tend to get used eventually as utility players rather than, you know, rather than they just play. You know, if you only play one position really, really, really well, that's where you play. It's a bit like Loftus-Cheek could say the same about him i think if if he only if he could only play in one position he may have may have done better with us but because he can play in all sorts of positions maybe that is like jack of jack of all trades master of none um just to give you uh, uh, an idea about how many how many games he's actually played he's played 187 games for chelsea in three and a half seasons he scored 33 goals and 37 assists in that time and he's also uh, played 36 games for England. He's missed only six games through injury in that time. Uh, so 187 out of uh, 193. He's missed four for Chelsea and two for England. Now, to break that down further, in his breakthrough season, he played 53 out of 55 for Chelsea and six out of seven for England. In 2020-2021, he played 54 out of 59 for Chelsea and 15 out of 19 for England. Uh, Last season, he played 53 out of 63 for Chelsea and uh, 8 out of 11 for England. And in this season to date, he's played 27 out of 28 and 7 out of 9 for England. So, you know, Mount is consistently amongst our highest appearance makers uh, in each of those seasons. Um, the managers play him every game. Now, also factor in this, uh, add the upheaval of three different managers, which is, if you're a kid developing, which he has been during this time, can't be helpful, not to mention the club changing hands. Now, remember how stressful it, uh, it was for us. Just imagine how stressful it was for the players. Then you've got his protracted contract negotiations, which he's, get, which he's getting hammered for, uh, unfairly so in my view. And also the side's poor form generally, which isn't going to help. And uh, and I wonder also if he if he is aware of the 
the ridiculous abuse that he gets on social media. I mean, frankly, if I was his manager or or his shrink at the club, I would I would be saying to him either don't even look at it or don't take any of it seriously because it's 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 meaningless and worthless and it's just pointless. And I'm sure the club are doing that. But he is human. Maybe you know, fucking hell, you know, when when me or J.K. get somebody you know, hitting a barb on Twitter, our instant reaction is to be pissed off. So, and we're old and we should know better, but we're still human. So maybe, maybe he has been affected by that a bit. Lot going on, Dan, right? A lot going on, but 70 goal contributions in 180 games, 187 games speak volumes about his talent. Oh yeah. I don't see, I don't think that's in question at all. No, if he was called Masonia Martinio, he'd have no grief because he'd be, you know, the whole thing is he's British, he's Chelsea's academy, and a lot of the crap from supporters, more so the overseas, are because he's he's British and he's, everyone seems to think he gets a free run because he's British. Or he's Frank Lampard's son, all that bollocks. I think, I just think a combination of all those games, maybe he's got a couple of injuries. I think he had a breakup in his personal life as well. You know, it's a lot, how old is he? How old is he? 23, Mason, isn't he? 24. 23, 24, yeah. Christ, 187. Frank Lampard went 165 games consecutively back in the day without, without missing a game. Players do hit dips in form. You can't consistently well, especially be... young ones. Especially young yeah, ones. Exactly. Yeah. You cannot consistently be. I put a tweet out last night. You know, just be, you know, FIFA. You don't. You're not going to play 20 games in a row and be 10 out of 10 every time. He's knackered, exhausted, probably taking out the firing line for a couple of games. But he doesn't want it. His mentality is he wants to play. He doesn't want to be dropped. If he's fit, he'll want to play. I know. But maybe, maybe as he's got a two-week break now with no games, that's a good chance for him to kind of you know refresh and get back. Honestly, I think he's a focal point of the team. You know, Thomas Tuchel said so. Frank Lampard said so. Gareth Southgate said so. You know, just because John sixty-six from Australia thinks otherwise, then I don't give a shit. Well, Potter Potter's pretty much saying so. He's picked him twenty. Well, he hasn't picked him twenty-seven yeah. out of twenty-eight, but he's picking him every game. Trouble is, he's picking him in like like they all did. To be fair, Dan, they're picking him in different positions every game. Jonathan, yeah. there's there's one counterpoint to 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 what Dan's saying. I mean, frankly, I would be in favour of giving him a break he, because it, I I we I remember we talked a, about this a few years ago a lot on the show, didn't we? About it's not just physical exhaustion that these players get; it's mental exhaustion, and that's actually kind of worse. So it might do him good to just take a break for that reason. However, the counterpoint to that argument is the form argument, which is class is permanent, form is temporary, which I do believe about Mason Mount. The trouble is, is when is the form going to reappear? Well, they play you. They, You know, you kind of play through your... You, come on, you play cricket. You know all about this. No, no, I, I understand, you know? I understand. No, yeah. in fact, I thought he played a lot better in the Fulham game when no, Felix... I, I agree, yeah. Because uh, he started forming lovely little patterns, which was always the great thing that he could do. But kind of a couple of trademark things he used to do, which was to let the ball go past him and then and then dummy the player at the same time and then be in a position to shoot and then be much more accurate shooting. Uh, and he seems to have actually caught the the slow-footed thing of just wanting to play the ball wide. Um, as he did again, I think he had a decent chance against Liverpool. He played... Didn't he, shoot. He, he passed it to Hall. He, he didn't shoot. That's did what right. he normally does, put it right across the goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Hall, well, that's Hall, confidence. Yeah, that is confidence. Um, yeah, indeed, indeed. So I agree completely. If he's not confident, then don't select him, and and he can then find his way back in. I think Cova was wasn't selected. I don't think it was necessarily because he was injured at the before that, but he he then he then missed the Palace game, didn't he? Because um 
because he was dropped essentially because he'd been so looking exhausted uh, in the Fulham game. He just gave the ball away all the time. I'm all for if a player isn't performing up to their um, their standard and you've got somebody who could replace him, um, put them on the subs bench. It doesn't make any difference. Or, or um, you know, we don't if if they're playing out of their skin, you want to see them every week. Um, unlike under Ranieri, where he would drop them just for. No, he'd know, drop apparently. them when they hit peak form. Of course he did. Where Hasselbank would score a hat trick and be dropped for the next game, <laughs> um, uh, as Jonathan says once again bitterly because he hated Ranieri so much for that. Um, but um, no, I, I agree with you completely. He's he's not playing as he should be playing, and as we've seen him play when we won the Champions League that season, he was absolutely phenomenal and contributed enormously to us winning the Champions League top top player we're not seeing that at the moment well for whatever reason i don't know it might well, be for, he... i think for mainly the reasons i listed a minute ago no, no indeed but it, well i'm saying i think there might be others he might not like the manager we don't know about that really? we might in well who chidge you know who knows what's going on he might have the same thing that sterling had he didn't want want tuchel to go even reese um put on um instagram recently um i miss thomas tuchel you know wow. i mean you know, so um, and they they were um, they were you know they were both bound to have loved Tuchel because they really I mean I know they broke through under Frank but they came of age under Tuchel and completely. they came of age because they won the Champions League so I suspect so, that yeah, they, they were favourites of his and vice versa. It just may be something to do why he's not signing the contract because he he doesn't like the way the club's being run at the moment so therefore he's not being able to give of his he, he doesn't he, he's not feeling he it's not a question of wanting to give of his best he's just it's it's not there in his in his DNA anymore. We don't really know, but we're not seeing anything like the player that we saw um, under Tuchel. We're not just not seeing it. So don't pick him. Dan? Well, the, the counter is that he was in the team because we had nobody else who could play. Now, in fact, we've got two or three really good yes. players. Maybe Mount comes in and raises his game again and gets back to the yes. level of yes. step. Well, you, imagine... Dan, Dan, Dan's a really good, sorry to butt in, but you make an excellent point there because... I mean, you know, the comparisons are often made with uh, with Frank Lampard and Mount for some good reasons. And if you remember, you go back to, you know, the early part of the Mourinho era. Frank had started to hit his straps under Ranieri, if you remember. Then Mourinho came in and suddenly we're buying all of these world-class midfield players. And what does Frank do? Steps it up. Absolutely. 65 consecutive Premier League games. I, yeah. I don't think Mount's a sort of. I think Mount worked most people. I don't think he's that got that in him to be a bit of an ass. To be honest, I think he's just he's a proper good pro. Yeah, he's a level. He's a level-headed kid, man. Yeah, and the Potter might not be an ass. Might not be being an ass. It might be just that he's he's not he's not cluing into it properly. You know, he's Potter's not picked him for every single game. I think mm. he wouldn't wouldn't pick him if he was playing shot. Listen, I think listen, Mount, Mount, Mount set exceptionally high standards ever since he came to the team, and. For whatever reason, his stands have dropped, whether it's fatigue, mental fatigue, whatever. Maybe he just needs to come out for a couple of games just to yeah. kind of refresh. I think so. I, I, I think a break mentally might do him good. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I was the manager, which I'm not, for very good, for uh, well, we, we seem to discuss every week as to by the million, million reasons why I'm not the manager. But if I was the manager, I would say go on holiday for a week. Just, just clear away. Forget football for a week. Just get it Good out of time. your head. Yeah, seven days goes to Dubai for seven days. Yeah, get a bit, of, get a bit of sum. Come back for the Fulham match. Happy days. Yeah, definitely. Um, lovely, lovely Steve, uh, or also known as Tourhouse in uh, in Mixler, has just made a very good point. 
Um, and he says, the baton should be passed from Dave to Mace now, captain for the rest of the season, and shut the virgins up. I love those sentiments, Steve. But the interesting thing is, uh, as Jonathan and Dan will both recall, uh, when we um, had Cundy on at the Troubadour uh, last weekend, I think that that question came up as to who should be the captain. And uh, I think Reese James was mentioned, and and, and Jace was adamant. He said, no, Mace has to be Mace. Mace is an absolute yeah. leader. James isn't. James is quite introverted. Mace is not. He's a leader. He'd, be, he'd make an excellent captain, according to Jace. Now, Jace is much closer to it all than we are, so I thought that was a really interesting point that he made. So I thought you might like yeah. to hear that, Steve, considering I haven't put the podcast up. You'll know why. I shall tell you why I haven't put the podcast up later in the show. I like to do this, as the boys know. Always I say later. Now, another thing we've got to talk about is 500 games for Aspie. Uh, and I think this is wonderful, actually, and massively deserved. He's the sixth, sixth Chelsea player to do it. He's the first overseas player uh, for Chelsea to do it. And he comes behind wonderful Chopper Harris, who played 795 games for Chelsea between 61 and 80. Uh, then Pete, the lovely, much-lamented uh, Peter Benetti, 729 between 59 and 79. It, it just staggers me. I forget this, and it's it's staggering. But John Terry played 717 games for Chelsea between 98 and 2017 in the modern era. That's just unheard of. And Frank Lampard, he did 648 between 2001 and 2014. And then dear old John Hollins uh, did 592 between 63 and 75. Then he came back uh, in 83 and 84. And then dear old Dave, who's on 500 uh, in the, uh, I think it's 11 years he's now been with us, isn't it? So there we go. Um, an appreciation of Aspilicueta, Cesar Aspilicueta, also known as Dave, by the founder member of the Dave fan club, who is Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> if only it were true. I did contribute to the banner, which is up, which they, they changed the wording of. It used to be, um, that, that's, we call him Dave, and it's now... Uh, well, let's I, call him Cesar Espeliqueta, is it? It would be nice if it was. It wouldn't have fitted on the banner, though. It's a bit you too You should have long. done it with, let's, let's call him Cesar Espeliqueta. Run out and then of room. Cross, yeah. cost, cost it out. Or just run um, out of room on the banner. Yes, just yeah. or put it on another. As, as well, have, you could have actually have it going downwards, couldn't you, on the back? <laughs> yes, yes. So it just it could have. Then then a bit of it is just on the side. Yeah, that probably would have been rejected by the club. But um, um, it's a completely brilliant servant. The I love the fact that he managed to keep uh, um the the Atletico Madrid fullback out, whose name escapes me, for years and years, just by because Mourinho kept playing him left back even though he was actually right footed Luis that's right yeah uh, yeah who's who's um and his performances during that period were remarkable he was absolutely fantastic for us Dave um uh and and has been a has been a superb player for us isn't you, you you you've you've got to give him credit I was joyous to see him raising the Champions League trophy which was something that he would never have expected was going to happen um various uh other trophies, obviously, because um, he's been with us a long time. But um, um, in his, if you look at him now, you're obviously not seeing the same standard player. But his his ability to to track backwards and forwards, and uh, he's never been a great crosser of the ball, Dave. But occasionally, I think his 
his best season for crossing was when Morata and he seemed to have a kind of telepathic um, uh, link and he'd always get the ball onto his head. This was before Morata decided the best way was to fall over every time he had any conflict with the centre-half and always be offside. But um, uh, no, a completely, uh, a, a completely excellent top player for us in... Um, in in a series of of top teams, never out of his depth, always first choice. And as I say, um, playing left back when he was right footed, and every week he was selected. Every week he'd have the the winger in his pocket was uh, was wonderful to observe. Brilliantly athletic, um, skillful, um, just terrific player. It was interesting to see him being rewarded by Spain in his latter years when he wanted to say, please pick him now when he was younger because he was a better player. But um, it's a shame that he's, I mean, he's a decent, he's, he plays decently in the in the three as a centre-half now, but being picked at full-back isn't fair on him, uh, and especially not as a wing-back, which he could have played, he used to play with ease, um, other than his crossing. But, um, and, a, and a scorer of really terrific goals as well. I remember when he first came to the club and scored against Arsenal in the I League was Cup. there. But yeah, me too. too. Me too. We were all there. And he was we right. Went, we ran riot that night. We did. We did. It was a r wonderful goal. And he, it was the fact that I he was talking off it. the pitch. Uh, <laughs> 9,000, giving it large. <laughs> but um, yeah, com uh, uh, it, it's in, it'll be interesting to see how many, how many more he gives us actually for 500. I don't think, I don't think in the way that it's being set up at the moment, he's going to play very often. Is no. it? He, he, he certainly won't make any starts, but um, you know what a player, what a player. Well, I was just going to say, I know Dan wants to come in, but I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think having Dave around is vital at the moment because he is yeah. a he is arguably the only real link to the to the to the past. I mean, he arrived in 2012 after we just won the Champions League for the first time, uh, so he's been around a long time. He, he, you know, he's he's imbued with the Chelsea culture, and I think with all of these new players coming in to have somebody around like that. I mean, it's really interesting. We've seen quite a lot of uh, stuff on John Terry recently and, and uh, a lot of people talking about what a great guy he was and how he, you know, how he was so good in, in kind of welcoming people to the club and, and doing all of that side of it, which none of us see, but it's actually really vital to, to, to build a proper team. Anyway, sorry, Dan, I know you wanted to come in. Yeah. I just think he's been an absolute consummate professional, fantastic servant, ambassador for the club. I think he's won it all, hasn't he? He's won everything, hasn't he? Yeah, he must have League done. Cup, FA Cup, Champions yeah, League. Yeah, yeah he's won it all. Yeah. He and Cahill, just two unsung heroes for us. I think yeah. he's, you know, great, great ambassador for the club, really great human being, from what I understand. Brilliant, brilliant player. I, mean, I don't think we'll ever see anyone hit 500 games for us. Again. Yeah, maybe yeah. Mason Mount, possibly. Be lovely to see it. Reese James, be lovely to see it. I just don't think we'll ever see it. Ever. We thought when Dan Patrisco hit 200, that was an achievement. Yeah. But I just think, you know, I don't think we'll ever see his life again. Yeah. Paul, Paul Crowder has summed it up perfectly. Dear old Paul, hope you're well, mate. Uh, Dave is in the legend category. He came for the Champions League and got us there as captain. I love Dave. I think, I think we can safely say that we all love Dave. Right, we're going to wrap up this part fairly soon. Um, I just wanted to really sum it up, really. I mean, it, it just seems to me that you know, as Bob Dylan said, the times, they are changing. Well, you know, I do think we are beginning to see some slow improvement. I, and I think we're beginning to see, you know, Potter's ideas coming through a bit. Although it's it's still early to say, not just because it's early to say, but because 
he's still, you know, when you've got 11 players, 10 players out, it's it's hard to manage that. It would be hard for anybody to manage that, to be honest. So it's hard to say. But what what I do think, why I think it's, there's reasons to be cheerful, as Ian Jury said, part three. We've got James Chilwell, Felix, Fafana, Kante and Zakaria all due back from injury soon. And in James Chilwell and Kante, you've got three massive players. Felix, I think, could be good for us. Fafana, he's rated very highly, who knows, and we know Zakaria can do a job. Then you add in the fact that we've got uh, Badashiel. Hang on, Badashiel, that's the right way to do it. Badashiel, who we like, who's good. Mudrik, who could be sensational. Uh, Now, somebody actually very uh, kindly told me how to pronounce Maduk... Maduque, I think. Uh, God, no idea, really. I'm going to call him Nonny. You know, let's call him. Let's call him Nonny. And hey, Nonny Noy. Call him Hey. Hey, Hey, Nonny No. Hey, Nonny New. Anyway, so we got him, and we got the other Fafana, who's a bit raw and young, but you never know. You know, there's. I mean, you know, Potter said it on Friday, or or whenever he said it. He said there's a real buzz around the club at the moment and the training ground at the moment. All these new players coming in. There's something happening. And I'm I'm beginning to feel about that, J.K. I think I think you know you look at that, look at who's coming back, and you look at who's come in. Uh, it could be interesting the next couple of months. You know, if they find a bit of form and they, they start to gel. Well, it, it it helps that they're playing better on the pitch because if we'd been playing, excuse me, as badly as we once again played against Fulham and City. Um, then I think the atmosphere would have descended into below toxicity. It would have been absolutely dreadful. Uh, excuse me a second, but um, yes, the um, as we've said, the shoots are there, and I think it's been aided by this this um, buying spree that we've encountered. I mean, having said that, nothing like the, a bit of retail therapy. Hey. But I'm just so waiting to see who goes. I think that will yeah. cheer everybody up as well. I just, I'm intrigued to see if anybody will go in this window. And I'm looking forward to seeing who else will come in in this window because they're obviously still not finished. So it's that that I'm finding very buoyant, which is, once again, is the child in me wanting to have all these great players playing for us. But also, if it then means that the team plays better and he has a vision of what he wants, um, well, great. Let's see it then translated um from the training ground into the uh into performances because at the moment we're still we're still on on hope for the future rather than any demonstration of it on the pitch particularly mm, that's a fairly reasonable point dan uh what say you i mean are you beginning to think hmm, something in something interesting is happening i mean people have been comparing it this week uh to you know when roman came in and started splashing the cash with gay abandon i i would I would agree to a point because Roman was buying established in the main very established players where we're we're buying you know their whole their whole plan isn't it is to buy young kids and I think most of the transfers that are coming are under 22 so uh, we can see what their plan is there and that of course carries with it an element of risk because you just don't know you know how much potential is it potential how much is can they do the business now I think there's not many more ambitious clubs in Europe at the moment than us you know, it's very much a data-driven model now, isn't it? As opposed to just you know scattergun approach under the previous regime. They're going for players that clearly have got the right technical side for them. All good, young, impressive players. They've all played lots of games in Europe. They're not like we're buying you know seventeen-year-old kids who've barely no. kicked a the ball. They all look good, 
and the squad needs completely refreshing. They need to get it into the, you know, a model for the coach where he's got his players. He's got the right, you know, the round the square pegs, square holes, which is the where we're going. And the football's going to improve slightly. Come um, Fulham in two weeks, we'll have a virtually full, fully fit squad. We'll have all our key key players back. It could be, isn't it? Who knows? We're capable with that that squad going a 10, 12, 40 match on beat and run and getting back up towards the top four. Not it's not impossible. So, you know, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Just think, you know, it's been a batshit crazy season like it always is with Chelsea. Typical going, Potter coming in, all the games, all the injuries, World Cup. Now just a bit of normality, a bit of stability. Come next week, the window closes. He's got his players to work with, and we'll see we'll see where we are in the next sort of four months. I'm led to believe by the lovely Paul Burgess on Mixler that uh, uh, Gusto uh, has uh, has agreed terms. Now Gusto, as I as I'm as I'm aware, is a, a is a right back, and no doubt plays with Gusto. One would hope. <laughs> well, he plays with his twin Gusto. Yeah. He plays with Gusto. Plays and his, with... And his brother Dolce. Oh, very good. Well, I mean, that's interesting because my next question is, can we get a right back? And can we get one that will play under... Because the problem that Adam was highlighting last week was who's going to come in with Reese back as the incumbent? And that's a very good point. Uh, although you could say, well, Reese back will play wing back, but then, then we don't play four at the back. So anyway, bottom line is, I that's think, good. Yeah, we can't leave ourselves short right back again for no, two years running. No. That's the issue. That's no. the biggest problem we have. You know, if Reese is going to be susceptible to missing... 20 games a season for injuries because of purely the stress on his body. We need a decent right back to come in and, you know, so seamlessly fit in if Bruce gets injured. Mm. So, uh, you know, if, if we have got Gusto, I, I mean, I haven't, I've only got Paul's word to go uh, by, not that I doubt Paul, but uh, um, we still need a defensive midfielder. And I'm, and I'm led to believe they're still very, uh, they're very keen on, on getting uh, Kaikado from, uh, from Brighton. Brighton. I, I just wonder, if you know, I mean, I, I Enzo Fernandez, yeah. I mean, I, I really want Declan Rice, I'm you know, because I'm clearly a xenophobic English racist and I only want English players. But I mean, I saw somebody put some very interesting stats up the other week, I can't remember who it was now on Twitter, but see, there are some good things about Twitter. But they did um, um, a comparison of Kaikado, an Opta based comparison of Kaikado and uh. And and rice and rice was way ahead of Kaikado on every on every metric, you know. This rubbish that is being purported around that he's rubbish is just ridiculous. He's a very very good player, and he would fit into Chelsea like a hand in glove. So I would much rather him. So I just wonder if sorry, a bit of a long winded uh, question really, but I'm wondering if getting Kaikado would be a problem as it might prevent us from getting rice, possibly on financial fair play. You're on mute, Dan. By the way. Yeah, so the con the con is contract terms again. Casillas going to be, I think, fifty five million. Declan Rice be eighty million. If we yeah, if we get four or five players out, which we probably will do, off the wage bill, then we've got space because you have Casillas and Rice as you need two midfielders. With Angola Kant, he's a backup because he's obviously not going to be capable of doing fifty games. And that's all. It's all possible. Yeah. Okay. They must be assessing Conte at the moment, surely. What's um, doesn't? They must be assessing Conte at the moment. I, part of me thinks that this is the first time he's had a proper rest for five months. The surgery's obviously cl- cu- cured the long-term problem. And maybe this four months, five months, actually give him time to really recharge his body. Because at 31, if he's back to 90% of Angolo County, yeah. he's worth it. Because he's, he got ruined in the Europa League final when Sarri played him. 
never been the same since. All these niggling injuries. He's actually had a proper footballing rest. More than just a summer off. He's had no World Cup, nothing. And maybe he's... Listen, I don't think they'd be talking about a new contract. I didn't really think his, his fitness levels were where they need to be for a, a top club. No, indeed. Sure they'll they'll be so. monitoring him absolutely to, yeah. to the highest level because they so want him to play and be back, won't they? This is what makes me think is they may not dive in for anybody in that area because he might play in the next three weeks. You never know. He hasn't been mentioned, interestingly, by Potter in the press conferences. Um, it's it, the the main focus has been James and Chilwell. Um, well, he's not. He's not. I don't think he's training with the team yet. I think he's still just back out back on grass getting fit. I think it was middle of February before he's back with the team. Yes. So clearly, you've got a proper process in monitoring him, doing the right things. But you know, it 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 just points to me if they're just buying all of these players that they will. You know, I, and I think I think they'll put an offer in for Rice. I think even if they buy Kaikedo, I just think they they're after they're after buying top top players in as many positions as they can. Yeah. I think there'll be a complete clear out. Well, one, of the, one of the reasons I'm excited by this yeah. is that I don't really, don't really care who is coming in, who is what, even if the player is young and green, I would rather have somebody like that playing than see the, the, the underperforming idiocy we've had for the most of this season, which isn't all down to the manager. It's down to players applying themselves as well. You think Jorginho will probably go, yeah. Kovacic maybe will go. The thing is, you want you want players to get a run through a brick wall for Potter. So Potter's giving these players chances at the very top of the game. They're going to run through brick walls when they're going to listen to him. They're not yeah. going to be bored by the last sort of four years' managers. Now, Jorginho, listen, he, I know he's he, he's a marmite. He polarises opinions. He's not a bad footballer, but we could get rid of him. Our midfield instantly becomes more mobile. Yeah, Kovacic, yeah, yes, he's good in transition. He brings the ball forward. Can't pass can't shoot, doesn't do a lot, but he's very good at kind of moving forward with the ball. But then, you know, invariably he'll fuck up the pass. So if Kovacic goes, then you bring in Caicedo and Rice as the two replacements of them, and suddenly you've got a much more dynamic, much more fluid, much more brilliant midfield that can pass and move forward, transition, pass, and get the odd goal. Mm. Which Absolutely right, Dan. Absolutely right. That that's Unfortunately, Kovacic's great skill, which was great in the Champions League when we won it, is this driving out of of possession and he beats two players and keeps in driving out of, of mid of defense, I should say in possession and beats two players while doing it in the midfield. He's taken two players out of the equation and, um, and yeah, you were lucky if he didn't give the ball away, but uh, the, the fact that we're even thinking that he should be kept is ridiculous because uh, not as somebody who just can rarely hit the target and then scores a bizarre, wonderful goal and then doesn't hit the target for another yeah. 16 games is, um, is somebody that we really shouldn't be thinking about. Think if you can replace of, him with a better player, yeah. you know. I think a lot of these players that have been the bedrock of the squad for the last five, six years will be on their way out. I have, I have no doubts. So I think Ruben will probably get, because Ruben's not really... Where, where does Ruben fit into this team if he's fit? Off the bench, what does he bring? I mean, that, I know he's that injury decimated his career, but it doesn't, it doesn't bring anything for me. I, I, you know, I'd love, love for him to... Because he was a academy poster boy for us. But I just don't think he's going to be good enough. Same with Callum. Callum's done no assists, no takers, nothing when he's been in Germany. So all these players that everyone raved about, probably time to move them all on. Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be, as, as Adam was saying on Friday, it's going to be very hard to do it uh, because they're on you know big contracts, a lot of money. Uh, it could be tricky, but we definitely need to see that happen. Right, we're going to move on now. Uh, before we do, uh, just a quick reminder, we had Alex on on Friday, the lovely Alex Churchill. 
Uh, she's a historian and she's got into the world of battlefield tours. Uh, we all went as a Chelsea fancast mob a couple of years ago to the Somme and it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I, had, I had one of the best weekends I've had ever. It was fantastic. Uh, she's doing it again this July. Uh, three nights in France and Belgium. Lots of beer and chocolate. Perfect for beginners or people who have been before. Sadly, not me, because I'm I'm going to the test match that weekend. Um, there's lots of uh, scope to add stops for family members. So, you know, if you've got somebody who fought in the Great War and died over there, they will do the research, tell you all about how it happened and everything that you need to know. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so I think there are a few places still left. If you're interested, then go to www.historiatravel.org. That's I-S-T-O-R iatravel.org or follow them on twitter at historia travel they've always got updates going on there as well right we will be back in a minute real fans real opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to the chelsea football fancast proper chelsea footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast with me, Stanford Chidge. Oh, yes. And uh, the absolutely, uh, totally focused Jonathan Kidd. Hello. How are you, Petal? Oh, all the better for speaking to you, Chidge. Oh, that's very nice. Um. So, we've also got the lovely Dan Silver. Uh, two Two Mondays in a row. Aren't we lucky? I know. Good evening. It's good to be here. I do. I do miss the Mondays. It's good fun. Mm, yeah, it is, isn't it? I, 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 I miss it too, Dan. When we're not doing it. that World Cup break was a needed, but I missed it. Uh, so this is time for our emails. Uh, we don't have. Uh, we had so many last week. We kind of hived it off as a separate show, as you probably all noticed. But frankly, doing another hour and a half on top of an hour and a half did not appeal. So we. Uh, we just thought, okay, we'll hive it off, which is what we did. Um, there are less this time, so uh, but they are all equally lovely. And the first one is from somebody who emailed us last week, which is Roy Stennings. This is brilliant. You'll like this, JK. Uh, hi, Chidge, Jonathan, and other esteemed guests. Thank you for reading out my email last week regarding tickets for Chelsea members. I'm not the Roy from Isha stroke Epsom, but I've met you, Chidge, at the Chelsea Pitch Owners AGM two years running. First time I met you was in the lift at Chelsea going up to the AGM, where I introduced myself, told you I'd been a listener to the podcast for many years, that you'd read out an email of mine that I'd sent in. I then met you at the following Chelsea Pitch Owners AGM the following year when you sat next to me. <laughs> I was indeed lucky that there were members of the Supporters Trust board on the show and on Mixler when you read out my email. The information you all gave certainly answered my question, and I know the Supporters Trust board will do all they can to make the situation better when they get to speak to the club. Depending on you, uh, depending on how I get on with future attempts to get Chelsea tickets this season, I may well take up Dan Silver's kind offer that he may be able to assist me. Oh, sweet, Dan. Uh, kindest regards. Keep the blue flag flying high. Roy Stennings. Well done, Roy. And um, how did you recognise Chidge, though, Roy? Because Chidge would have been in disguise with his dark glasses and fake beard. Maybe. Um, maybe I spoke. Did you speak at the... Uh, no, 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 no. Maybe I spoke in the lift. What, deliberately to get his attention? No, maybe I was talking to somebody else. Ah, that could be it. And he closed his eyes and then it, 
he became more yeah, warm. I don't know, but I do remember you, Roy, and I'm I'm sorry. I it's just it's almost like a standing joke. We had this lovely guy called Roy who used to phone us up at Love Sport every week. And uh, we always used to get it mixed up whether he was in Isha or Epsom, and it became quite a running gag. And I wondered if you might have been that Roy, but clearly you are not that Roy, so I apologise for getting that wrong. And I do remember you, and uh, it was lovely to meet you at the uh, the old CPO uh, meetings. Um, I'm afraid I, I can't, can't, can't bl- I mean, we had they had it uh, last Friday, didn't they, the, the CPO AGM? Uh, I work on a Friday, and I, it's not the kind of work that I can get out of, so I wasn't able to go, which is a great shame, but... Uh, I presume it all went well. I haven't heard much about it, actually. I must ask a few of the bods who went to see what they say. Anyway, Roy, great to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, bear Dan in mind. I'm sure he'd love to help. Uh, this is... Oh, I'm reading this one, aren't I? I was just yeah, I hope on. so. Right, I'd yes. if I read it. Yes, it would, would be kind of awkward if you read it, I think. This is from Andrew Douglas. Uh, I fear that Andrew may not hear his email getting read out. You will understand why in a minute. Uh, he says, Dear all... I used to love the Chelsea fancast. It was my go-to podcast. I have to say recently, Jonathan Kidd has been boring the pants off me. His continual criticism of Potter is so boring, and in my view, uncalled for, bearing in mind the injury list and the recent upheaval at the club. Even the guest reporter, that was Adam, uh, you had on before the Liverpool game, said, "Geez, has Graham Potter upset you in a previous life? I do remember that. Uh, he's so negative, and when asked to forecast the score, he always says, we're shit, 3-0, we'll lose. Uh, boring. He says he can see no improvement. I'm sorry, that's not correct. If we go back to Newcastle away, the performance was pathetic. On another day, we would have beaten Fulham and Liverpool. Even the win against Palace didn't satisfy him. Boring. Appreciate he goes to a lot of games, home and away, and you can't fault his commitment. But Jesus, cheer up. I don't look forward to listening to the podcast anymore. I've now started listening to Straight Outta Cobham and At The Bridge. More balanced opinions in my view. Um, Have a word with him, as I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels like this. Chelsea Till I Die, Andrew Douglas. I mean, this is is terrible. JK, JK, this is terrible. We forced him to listen to Straight Outta Cobham and At The Bridge. Nobody deserves that. At least he wasn't like this blue. Yeah, at least what? Yeah, Ooh, and it's not. The, it's not the, oh, harsh. I believe he's a glad harsh, you know it. Harsh. And it's not the. It's not the Chels either, is it? Oh, so, even you know. more harsh. I like those boys. No, no, they're good. They're good boys. They're good harsh, boys. Yeah. Harsh, Terence. Harsh. I got four borings, but I just like boring. to rectify. I rectify something here. I actually said that I thought we were better against Palace, so he clearly wasn't listening to that one. Uh, even though he says he was, and for somebody who isn't listening to the podcast, he seems to have listened all the way up to Palace, and I was quite positive about that i said it's better because if you see something yes as you do i go to home and away other than the weekend um if you see improvement you speak about it which is what i've said this week so i'm not being boring this week either so quite frankly andrew i just think you have a have a good time at uh, the other podcast because all i'm doing is just telling it like it is and also if i'm just a view well you should deal with it rather than complaining about it in an email but at least it obviously meant a lot to you because you've written about it. So, you know, good luck to you. And we'll never hear from you again. No, so we, we may. Well, you never know. He might he might have listened to see if we bothered to read his email. Bothered to do it. I, well, I'm, you know. I'm just going to not that I'm, I'm not that I'm siding with anybody because it's not my style to do that. But I do recall on Friday's show, we had a bit of a tiff and I accused you of being boring. Funnily enough, do you remember? Because you went on a rant about Potter again and you went on the same. You had the same rant as you'd had on the Monday. Do you remember that? 
Yes, I, no, but I didn't. I, I just. I wonder no, if no, that's no. where he got his inspiration from. No, it, it was just towards. So it's the all end my of fault, it. is what I'm saying. It, well, yeah, but it, but it was just towards the end of it. I went on the rant because I said I'm still not seeing a pattern from from Potter, which I'd like to see. However, I was all positive on Friday with the new purchases. So you know, it's it's Andrew. It's terribly difficult for me. I'm very old. I've seen the club since I was um, naught when my father took me. And I can't remember anything of that. But when I was eight, I remember going quite regularly. And you see the patterns. And if you see a team playing really badly, I'm not going to go, you know, actually, I think they're quite good just to please you and to please other people listening to this. I'm going to say it as I see it. I don't think I've been boring. If I was boring, I'd be really dull. I don't think I'm dull. I just think I've got some decent opinions. And I happen to have decent opinions by watching the games, which I have to say, I'm not convinced that you do. That's a bit shitty. You don't know that. Well, I don't know it, but I'm willing to say it because well, he's written a really, really critical note well, about I, me. I, I think he's... And, look, and I think, fair enough, you don't think... I don't think he's got he, a point at all. He's, it's not he's entitled. He is entitled. He's entitled to his opinion. As, I'm entitled to my opinion. As you are, and you've, ju- you've just aired it, so I'm going to have my okay. say now. Yeah. Um, look, what I will say, Andrew, is you are absolutely entitled to your opinion, and nobody forces you to listen to the fan cast, least of all me. Um, I'm sorry if if you don't enjoy it anymore. I genuinely am. But I have to be honest is that, you know, as you well know, if you've listened to it for a while, you'll know this. We we started to do this podcast for one reason and one reason alone. And I do happen to think that this sets us apart from everybody else. It was my idea to just basically talk about the football, Chelsea, you know, usually after a game in a pub, like we would do in a pub. It's a load of mates talking about football like they were in a pub. I mean, obviously, it's, it's changed a lot since those early days, but the essence of it remains the same. So, in a in a sense, mate, what I'm really saying is we actually we actually do the show um, for ourselves, really. And the fact that a few people over the years decided they like it and listen to it is is great. It's great to share it with you and 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 have you all along too. But you know, we don't we don't tailor what we say or or the content that I come up with really to suit what i think you know the popular opinions might be or what people will, will want i've never done that and i never will because it's just not I, I did it in tv for years and i'm not doing it for something that i control um so that's really where we're coming from but you know we're all grown-ups um and uh you know we we totally respect the fact that everybody's entitled to opinion that is what football is about football is about opinions I, the one thing i have an issue with and it was somebody uh somebody on twitter i think who was banging on about balance we're not balanced well of course we're not balanced we're not the fucking bbc we're not here to be balanced we're here to be completely mad and passionate and opinionated um but the thing is we are balanced because we generally have three or four people on each show none of whom you know as a rule agree exactly with each other we all have our own very strong opinions and invariably they will balance each other out. Jonathan, you know, will go off on a rant about something and I will, not always, but quite often I will completely disagree. So, you know, if that's not balanced, I don't know what is. So, you know, but anyway, bottom line is, mate, I'm sorry you don't enjoy it anymore. Give us a chance. We may we may uh, become more enjoyable for you. But if you don't, no no worries, mate. I mean, you know, good for you. It's up to you entirely. Nobody's forcing you to listen to it. But thank you for for having the you know the balls to commit it to to email and write. If nothing else, it shows me that you care, and I for one appreciate that. So there you go. 
Next email is from one of my favourite people, Daniel Cabral, JK. Um, sorry, Chidge, I can't let this go. Sorry. Um, uh, if you listen to the fan bites, you'd appreciate that I try and give a, a really balanced opinion of what's going on. And when we play dreadfully, I say we play dreadfully. I just think the word boring is the wrong word to apply. Because, as you say, every single time I say something about this, somebody comes in and we debate it. So it's, you know, if he just doesn't like my opinion, well, this is appears to be this is what this email is more about rather than me being actually boring. So because uh, the word boring means I'm dull. I'm certainly not dull. No, you're, you're not uh, nothing but dull. I think you just, yeah, you've just got different it's opinions. It's, it's different indeed, opinions. Indeed. Yeah, different, different opinions. Indeed, I know, but he's used the word boring four yeah. times. You know, so it's, it's, wrong just, it's a wrong choice of word. But yeah. it's it's irritating, wrong. irascible, opinionated. Yeah, all of those things. I'm happy to Con go along with contrary, that. Contrary. Indeed, uh, absolutely. All of those words. Yeah. National treasure. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to go along with that one. That's not legend. Fair. No, I think you're a national no. treasure. Leg, leg end, much more. Leg end, yeah. And it may be, maybe he objects to my um, press conferences as well, which take the piss as well, because lots of people have objected to that. So, you know. No, so I accept it, but I find actually taking time to write an email to say that I'm boring a bit peculiar. But anyway. On to number three, um, Daniel before, Cabral. Before you do, actually, sorry, I'm not. I can't let this yeah. stop here. I just can't. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't be working for me. But I was, <laughs> I was, I was, um, I was, um, I was intrigued actually. Um, how how Jason Cundy reacted to the press conference videos, yes. which he was clearly aware of, and of course his, his sidekick Jamie O'Hara, you know, commented on it, didn't he? But he thought they were hilarious. So, you know, you can't, you don't get more dyed in the wool Chelsea than Jason Cundy. And if he can see that it's meant as humour, then I, I don't I don't know what to say, Dan. I really don't know what to I, say. I, it's it's just, like even Lenny Pidgeley liked it. Oh yeah, Lenny, Lenny. Lenny sent me a note. Yeah, J.K.'s the dyed in the wool Chelsea fan. Everyone who does a fair and cast, they're funny, they're light-hearted. It's a gentle piss take. You're not. Going like some people like eviscerating Mason Mount on social media. You're using your talents and your ability to a really funny two-minute interlude. Take it with a pinch of salt. It's not. It's, it's just funny. I'm sure Potter watcher, he probably laughed himself because it is funny. It's brilliant. The fact you've got the ability, the brain, and the capacity to put out something so funny, people take life too seriously. It's just a load of bollocks. You know, we'll, we've got different opinions. No one's right. No one's wrong. I, I tell you we'll what, you can't, you can't, sorry to cut in, Dan. JK, you can't see this, but you, the love you're getting on Mixler would make your, well, the bit, the bits that, you know, <laughs> other beers <laughs> cannot reach get very erect, I can tell you, mate. That, that, thank you, you, thank you. You are being but, but, overwhelmed with love. But, but trust me, Chidge, if Potter starts doing the business, uh, I will, I will go with it. I will be happy to. That's the thing. I'm just I'm reacting to what I'm seeing on the pitch. I'm not doing anything from a you know an angle of thinking I must get at him. I must get at him. It's 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 also as you say, Dan. It's looking for comedy. But I suppose when I'm when I'm speaking on here, I'm not looking for comedy. I'm trying to I'm trying to be truthful about what I've seen on the pitch. Yeah. But uh, not not uh, deliberately but, anyway. That, no, no. At, at times, <laughs> last 10, 12 games has been by our own high standards, regardless of who's the manager. It's been shit. You can't yes. you can't dance around you can't you can't polish a turd in the last six seven games. We've been. I, you know what? Like Look, I, I think I think some people get the wrong end of the stick about this show. I think I think because there are so many other podcasts around now who 
you know, basically like the smell of their own farts and basically think that their match of the day or or uh, you know sky skies coverage or whatever they all they all want to be professional uh, and analysts and pundits and journalists and they all talk about it very very seriously not all of them um, but many of them do that has never been our aim here at all we might talk about things seriously we have an opinion on it but we like having a bit of a laugh on a monday night it's really that simple i think you mean pundits don't you yeah well <laughs> Whatever. Come on, read Daniel's email. It's a cracker. You'll love this. And this is specifically given to you because it has a song. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Daniel Cabral. Uh, hello, Daniel. A great point, especially this season where every point matters. I thought we played well, but it's difficult to tell since Liverpool are shit. Absolutely. If there's a positive, it's got to be the transfers we've made so far. Yes, we did true number nine. Yes, Acosta, Drogba. Well, isn't the boy um, we're buying in the summer supposed to be true number nine? He's scored. Okunku. Yeah, he's I'm supposed not sure. to be. I think I thought he's a wide, not a wide player. Oh, is he? Okay. Maybe I don't know. We need a true number nine, Acosta, Drogba, Crespo, Hasselbank, Viali. If they can't find a striker, we'll get Chidge out there and we'll sing this chant song. Dick Van Dyke voice. <laughs> Oh, you pretty chidgy bang bang, chidgy chidgy bang bang, we love you. And in chidgy chidgy bang bang, chidgy chidgy bang bang, believe in you. Near, far, in a Chelsea heart, oh, what a happy time we'll spend. Bang bang, chidgy chidgy bang bang, a fine goal scoring friend. Bang bang, chidgy chidgy bang bang, a fine top scoring friend. You're supposed to go underneath, bang bang, jang jang, chidgy chidgy bang bang, fine goal scoring friend, bang bang. I'm sorry, I was, I was just in astonishment at how brilliantly uh, you, you did this. Um, Jake, no, you're really boring, you know that, don't you? Yeah, sorry, it's really dull, mate. Um, I have to sorry. say, Daniel, that's brilliant, apart from one thing, which uh, that song was sung to me as a very small boy by bullies in the playground, and I'm oh. traumatised by it. So I'm, you've just now re-traumatised me, but it's okay. I, I, have, I have a therapist, so I will be all right, Okay. Uh, and by the way, Daniel, uh, Daniel's just joined us on Patreon. Uh, so I should say thank you very much to him. Um, and uh, I've already emailed you back. And uh, by the way, actually, talking of Patreon people, there's an absolute waiting list for bloody Kerry Dixon banners, largely because I've been busy. But I have a I have a consignment and uh, you will all be receiving them soon. The minute I, I basically can sit down in my office and actually bloody put them in envelopes and address them and then go to the post office and send them off. But uh, in in mitigation... The batch that I have a consignment of are all signed by Kerry Dixon. So your wait will have been worth it. That's all I'm saying. Right. Uh, this, talking of uh, Patreon, this is from David Flotz. And I think it's Flotz or Flotzer. Anyway, he's also just joined uh, Patreon. And thank you very much to you too, David. He says, hello, Chidge, Jonathan and esteemed guest. Thank you, Chidge, for hosting tonight's show. I've been a loyal listener since November 2016 where my first show was the preview show with Kerry Dixon versus Everton. I remember trying to find a show where I could find a group of people who knew the club and found this show to be exactly what I was looking for. Here I was, listening to a former Chelsea player, admittedly I didn't know much at all about Kerry at the time, and a match-going supporter who was also part of the CPO, something you don't get as a supporter in Texas. Since then, I've tried other shows on the off days and never felt the same connection as I have with this one. 
This past July, I changed jobs and have been able to donate on Patreon to this show, which not only makes me feel like I'm able to give back, but now I've gotten to know several of the names I've heard on uh, heard of for years on Mixler and uh, uh, on the Discord. Shoutouts to Brian Justman, Loz, Aniban, Mr. Spock, and others who've made game days much more enjoyable. This is a terrific platform and has made the last six years incredibly more memorable. On to the club. By the way, David, that's just lovely. Thank you so, so, so much. That is just delightful. Thank you, mate. On to the club. We are clearly in a period of change, both as a team and philosophically. Potter's playing style seems to rely much more on individual decision-making rather than repeated patterns of play. It's apparent with the attacking players we've gotten so far, the key aspect of their play is their ability to create on their own or through quick combination play. The sense of urgency in our team... Uh, the last couple of games has been encouraging to see, opposed to the laboured attempts getting forward before. I absolutely agree with what I was saying earlier. I have concerns for Mount, but not one about his play. It's been incredibly difficult for him to carry the vast majority of the creative output for the team at his age for so long. A similar point I made, but that's specific, and I agree. Many teams focus their game plan on stopping him. Now, I didn't make that point, and this is a very good point. Uh, most of, most uh, uh, teams focus their game plan on stopping him receiving the ball when James has been injured. The new talent coming in should free up space for him to operate. I think the bigger issue is his contract. Reese is on 250 grand uh, a week, and I'm not sure the owners are willing to match that trying to reduce the wage bill. Not to say... Uh, hang on, I've lost my place. Not to say he's trying to reach for money, but I think he knows his value to the club. To me, he's worth that much for what he provides, not just on the stats sheet, but for the way he plays for the badge. Frank Lampard had 24 goals for West Ham and 148 appearances at roughly the same age as Mason. And Mason's got 27 in the league. Um, granted, we aren't West Ham of them, but surely we can't judge a player who has said all along he hasn't played his preferred position when he can't be so terrible if he's matching Frank's output at a higher level at the same age and gets picked by every manager for every game. If Bowley and Co. wanted to get it done, it would be done by now. We've seen that with the transfer dealings, and it really bothers me that there doesn't seem to be any positive news on this front. Here, bloody here. As a final note, uh, I love seeing JT go to the away section this past weekend. Reminded me that no matter who the owners are, how shit we may be, our captain would go as one of us to fight for our club. He's an absolute inspiration. Thanks again. Keep the blue flag flying high. David. Oh, it's Lotzer, Not Flotzer. I'm so sorry, David. I've got uh, Typer's disease. Twat. Me, not you. Uh, Flotzer and Jetson. I know. David Lotzer. Sorry, David. Um, that's an absolutely fantastic email. And... Yeah, are you worried about the Mount contract? Because he makes a valid point there, doesn't he? I think we mentioned it, didn't we, earlier, that it may be that he wants to go. He may want to go. As I said, if he's if he's a Tuchel boy and he doesn't like the way the club's going, or he doesn't like Potter, we don't know really. Once again, it's a it's a it's an unknown, isn't it? But, uh, but I think he may he makes a very good point about playing with um, with Reese. Because I think he plays a lot better with Reese. Because I think Reese opens up all these possibilities. Because Reese is such a such a decent player. Um, you've got, and also that he gets more space mace because the the space mace because the um, uh, the defenders are worried more about Reese. So therefore, they're not the the impact. The more players are on Reese. So um, uh, I think it's a very good point indeed that when he plays with Reese, he plays he looks better and contributes more because he's given more room. I also don't think they're going to go down the Rudiger Christensen route. He'll be signed up or sold long before 
he gets a chance to go on a free like we you know the, the yeah. last race yeah. they both go for, for zilch I think he'll either be sold or sign a new contract within the next year true that's true that's true mm. and I, in which I, case I, sorry sorry, Church, sorry. no no go on go on you're saying in which case um uh they will come to a conclusion with him with the signing if they're going to get rid of him as well so in actual fact it just means perhaps he's just holding out for something that becomes meaningless if they then think we don't need him we'll get more money by uh by selling him once he's got the contract i for one will be very very upset and cross if they sell him but then again we've been here before pat nevin you know ray wilkins uh, they've sold all my fucking heroes at one time or another so you know i could cope with it but i would be very upset to see him go uh the uh, honor of the last email of the week goes to you jk from our old friend and weekly contributor mr george spencer how lovely dear to you jk and guest it's dan silver whoop uh, as Winston Churchill once said, this is perhaps, this is perhaps the end of the beginning. We were by far the better team at Anfield and would have won with more luck from Mudrick and Chukwameka and less cheating from Stockley Park. <laughs> um, Mudrick looks like the real deal. Yeah, indeed. Arsenal must be kicking themselves for not paying the extra five million. This could be the start of a big turnaround. Yeah, one hopes so, George. Absolutely. It was a shame that Winchester City was frozen off. You didn't get down there, George, then? Winchester well, City. Can, I, can I tell you about that now? I mean, basically, George and I had agreed to go to Alfie's against my better judgment. What I can't stand watching football in a pub at the best of times. And it was bound to be full of plastic scousers. So I wasn't keen on that. But for George, I would have done it. That's for sure. So we're going to go to Alfie's and then wander over and watch the Winchester City game. Uh, but it was bloody... Called off at ten o'clock because of a frozen pitch. Um, yeah. I mean, George did tempt me with an offer of watching the uh, kind of East Hampshire grudge match derby, uh, the slurry, the slurry co. I think they probably call it, but uh, which is Alton versus Farnham. But it's a good half an hour drive away. So, and I had things to do, so I kind of longed him off really. But I've promised George. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. I'll, you read the rest of the email, mate. It was a shame that Winchester City was frozen off, but there's another opportunity two weeks down the line against Merthyr Town, Chidge. No. Oh, okay. No. We're almost. We're also at home to Beaconsfield on, on non-league day on the 25th of March. No. If you stay, if no. you stay afterwards, you'll even catch my James Alexander Gordon bit. Mm. I've told, told George I'm going to go on on February the 4th because Winchester okay. City are playing at home and, of course, we play Fulham on the Friday night, so it's a free weekend. Of course. Just be aware the visiting ultras are quite vocal and very similar to Liverpool fans. What do you mean? They just keep singing. What do they do? They sing, you'll never walk alone. What do they do? Anyway, until next time, will there be any point in a fan cast next week? I don't think there will, actually, George. George Spencer. All, all will be revealed. In fact, all will be revealed right now because that is the end of the show. George, uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to meet this weekend, but as I said, February the 4th, the home match city. I'm bang up for that, all right? Uh, but that is all we've got time for tonight. Uh, as George has kind of alluded to, there's no game this weekend. So we could have the weekend off, which we might. I don't know. We've got some options. Um, I, I don't have the time to put together a 50-year show because they take time, and I haven't got it this week. So I've kind of balls that one up for you. And also, I've got other options. Uh, one of them is I could put up the last... Chelsea special featuring Danny Harkins, aka Eccles. Some of you who will know who that is, but he was the the original Shed Boy uh, and a fascinating character. 
Or we could do a Q&A if you're all up for it. I shall talk to you in Discord and talk to... I'll get my people to talk to your people and your people to talk to my people and see what we can do. We might might do one of those. Uh, JK and I like doing a Q&A, don't we? We do. We do. We do, we do. We'll do. see if we can pull in through the others. Mark Meehan's scheduled to do uh, to do Friday, so he might fancy that. And make it. maybe we'll just keep it quite, you know, quite uh, tight from the fan cast point of view and see who comes along. Anyway, we'll see about that. So either that or, or, or Eccles. Uh, and on Monday, I am hoping to do an interview with Paul Ride, who is the author of a fantastic book called Ride to Hell. Uh, so I'll definitely be doing... Well, I don't know because it's not confirmed yet, but I might be doing that on the Monday. So there we go. There might be a bit of content for you guys, uh, if that's what you want. And of course, there's also the Cundy at the Troubadour podcast to publish. Why hasn't it been published already? I hear you screaming in annoyance. Well, there's a very good reason for that. Um, I record uh, our, I record this podcast, funnily enough, let alone the ones where we go to the Troubadour, on something called a Zoom digital recorder. Not not Zoom like, you know, you all got used to using. This is a little handheld digital recorder, which is bloody marvellous. Anyway, it has two settings. You can put um, a left and a right uh uh, you know either xlr or quarter inch jack in and then plug it into a mixing desk and you record the sound off the mixing desk which sounds rather lovely because we've all got microphones and a pa because obviously it's a live event there's another setting where you just record on the two external microphones at the top of this thing so like an open mic guess what happened the sound man pressed the wrong button so the show was recorded on the open mic and the Zoom digital recorder was about 10 feet away from us and, I mean, therefore about 30 feet away from people at the back who are asking questions. And uh, I, I am going to have a go at rescuing it to see if I, have, I had to push the sound levels to the max. And even then you can't hear a lot of it. So I've got a bit of editing to do and a bit of work to do. But, you know, I will release it. But bear with me and don't be rotten about it because it's not my fault the sound got fucked. But I mean, it was so good. Cundy was so good. It deserves to be. It deserves to be heard. It really, really does. Um, I'm going to have to cut out all the questions that people ask, though, because you can't hear them, and it's just pointless. And I can't push the sound anymore. So, it's fact, basically, is the technical term. But I'll do my best and try and get some sense out of it because J.K. and Dan Cundy was just fantastic, wasn't he? It deserves to be heard. He was yeah, great. Brilliant. He was Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. What a speaker. Of course, the alternative is um, is to make sure you bloody well come along to these Troubadour events. Then you don't have to wait for the podcast because I might not always release one, you know. It's not a guarantee that I will. And quite often what I normally do is is only release... I don't release the Q&A. I release just the talk about the game. So, yes, come to the Troubadour gigs. There'll probably be another one, not in February, uh, most likely to be March, actually. I'm waiting to see when the Leeds game... Uh, to see if that's moved and if if it is then we have to think again but my favorite at the moment is uh, march the 4th i think so uh, we shall see so there you go that's what's happened to the cundy podcast uh just very quickly if you uh like what we do then become a chelsea fancast patron as uh, david and daniel have done this week and uh it's very lovely that they have uh, if you want to donate you can just donate whatever you want uh per month it's you know it doesn't matter how big or small we don't mind we're honored that you do uh patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast and if you do uh you will get a eventually you'll get a kerry dixon mini banner and of course you join the discord group and it is great uh basically it's like mixler but all week 24 7 fucking fantastic uh don't forget if you want your emails read out 
good, bad, critical or otherwise, we don't mind. We will read them out. Um, uh, but send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com or just get in touch with us on, on any of the social media platforms we're on or Patreon for that matter. And we are at Chelsea Fancast. Jonathan is at Jonathan Kidd and Dan is DanSilv73 on Twitter. Dan, lovely to see you two weeks running. How lovely. Yeah, fabulous to be here. Hopefully I'll be on not too long away. Indeed. And I, I look forward to seeing you possibly uh, uh, on the Friday for the Fulham game. Yeah, I'll be there, all things considered. Yeah, it's always a bit tight before, but let's let's have a go, shall we? You still, still no, going to be off the sauce? No, I'll be drinking Friday. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm only, I can only have one because I've got to drive, yeah, so, you I, know. I, paddle, I still paddle live. I'd have to be the pub before the match this time, anyway. Good, good stuff, mate. I look forward to that. Mr. Keed. Hello. Great fun tonight. Really enjoyed that, and lovely to see you, as always. As always. Very enjoyable. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. And, uh, yes... Um, Two weeks off. What shall we do? What shall we do? Well, we, you, I might see you on Friday if we do uh, a Q and A. Indeed, very. Yeah, you very can always have the weekend off if you want. Thank you. I may. Yeah, have I you mean, you can if you want. To, if you want Friday off, have it off, mate. Thank you. you. Yeah. Okay. So is that is that a, is we just is that a deal? Yeah. I'll have, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Go and go and have, seriously. You know, like Mason Mount. Everybody needs a break now and again, mate. I can't tell you how delighted I was to finally get a fucking break after all these years when Dean did it. It was. Do you know what I fucking did? What a busman's holiday am I? I bloody listened to both the shows on Mixler. What a fucking sad prick I am. <laughs> My wife couldn't believe it. She said, what are you doing? But, but that was sweet and you were away and you wanted to see how I he did know. it. And uh, I loved it because he didn't stop me ever. So I yeah. just kept chunking. Oh, yeah, I loved no, it. No, he did a great job. It was great fun, and it was lovely. It was lovely listening to you and realizing how bloody good you all are. I don't, you know, when you're sitting there doing it, you don't really, you know, see that. So it was lovely. I really enjoyed listening to it. Anyway, you weren't boring at all, mate. That's for sure. Anyway, <laughs> um, you never bore me, mate. You've not bored me for ten years, and you've, you know, you're not going to start now, right? I don't think he meant irritating rather than. I boring. know, I know. Anyway, lovely to see you both. Lovely to see so many great peeps in Mixler as per usual. Um, we will see you very soon, of course. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work.